are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Welcome to this Thursday night edition, again, episode 225. If you're new to our channel, I'm 30 and Still Gaming. This is Sarge McCluskey, joining me each and every single week. How's it going, Sarge? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. All right, so if you are new to our channel... This happens every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on twitch.tv slash 30instillgaming. We've moved from Twitch to Mixer, back to Twitch, okay? Uh, you can watch the past broadcast of this over on youtube.com slash 30instillgaming. You can listen to the past broadcast on audio versions on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and many other podcast platforms. So make sure you check those out. You guys would do me a huge favor because we're trying to build up our YouTube channel just a little bit here. We have 224 subscribers. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, head on over there. Hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours um, uh, total watched on my channel. Uh, it gets us into the next bracket where we can try to get, um, you know, advertisers and, and, and stuff like that. So please share, like, and subscribe. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Please share, like, and subscribe. Uh on this show today, sorry, go ahead, Sarge. No, no, that's the best voice. Nick Swartz in these. That's one of the best voices. All right, so on on today's show, if you missed the uh, the opening thing of it, we're we're talking about Halo Infinite today. We're, we're speculations of uh, is it going to be open world? We're going to be talking about Xbox Series X games won't be held back. Phil Spencer says there's a new trailer, a little a little brief trailer for Halo Infinite in trailer. Uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is being combined with Project X Cloud. Microsoft might be phasing out Xbox Live Gold. Actually, I've I think they're phasing out the controllers and other peripherals of this console, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Microsoft Flight Simulator is like old school computer game, Sarge. We got lots and lots of discs, lots and lots of discs. When no, you tell me when you tell me six discs for a flight sim, I, I have I have time travel back to like the days of like Police Quest and King's yeah, Quest, yeah. when I had like five discs. Apiece. Yeah. yeah. Well, like Final Fantasy, right? Final Fantasy was like a well, tremendous. Well, Final Fantasy only had three discs. On the PlayStation? No, it had three discs. I thought I had five discs, didn't it? I thought no, I thought no, I thought no, one no, Final that Fantasy. Might been, that might have been that might have been one of the other Final Fantasy or Fantasy. I, I, I remember one had a lot like five discs or something like that. Anyway, No Man's Sky come out with another update, another free update. Okay, uh, now that now the community's a little upset because they didn't get the the update they wanted. They're getting other updates now, and they're like, ah, where's our update? And they're like, it's it's free. Settle down. Bungie delayed the expansion coming out. We'll talk about that. We have a couple stories from Star Wars, uh, from the Squadrons. We're going to talk about Squadrons. We're going to talk about the Obi-Wan series. We're going to talk about Bad Batch, the animated series. Uh, we're talking about Marvel Avengers. They have uh, they announced the beta dates, the war table that comes out, and multiplayer, uh, or not multiplayer. We're going to talk about Dr. Disrespect. We're going to talk about Skull and Bones. That's right, a game that you haven't heard of in a very long time, Skull and Bones. And this just in, hot, hot take. Okay, my buddy just texted me right when I hit live, okay, about a new Amazon live streaming service that's different than Twitch. It, 
okay? It's an Amazon's using a new technology, okay? AWS Live Interactive Video Service, and I don't know anything about it. We're going to read the story right on right on stream. Not now, though. you got to stay tuned. All right. So, Sarge, what have you been playing? You know what I've been playing. You never answered me back. I got full bounties. I need someone to dump this shit on. <laughs> you already know what it is. I got... I can't do nothing. I got full bounties. Full. Can't do nothing. No, nothing can fit in the actual list anymore. <clears throat> so, I've been playing Dauntless. I've been playing Destiny. I've been playing Dauntless. Uh, Dauntless, I love. And a lot of about Dauntless, what I love about Dauntless is that I'm level 35, and there's a bunch of weapons I haven't used yet. Okay? And yes, I have materials, but I still have to use the new weapons I get, go back to old content... And, like, build up repetitive stuff to progress it going forward, which I like. Dauntless whole game is 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 um, is viable. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's completely viable. You could be playing for nine months and then switch gears and then go back to old content and then level up slowly and, and continue on. They have an event going on. Uh, they have new monsters going on. They have a new escalation section they're going on. They're, they're talking about... Uh, making it an open world section, like a map, where it's going to have multiple behemoths on there that you're you're fighting. I'm having a lot of fun with Dauntless right now. So if you guys haven't seen Dauntless in a while, or maybe you played it and, and stopped playing, go check it out again. There's a lot of stuff there. They've added new weapons. Well, new weapons to me. I haven't played in like nine months and stuff like that. So they added new, uh, th these things called the Strikers, where like fists. And I know they've been out for the game for a while. Again, new for me, not new in the game. But uh, I never played them. And it's fun, man. I use repeaters a lot, and I switched to these things, and it's addictive. Like, it's the sound that happens when you're playing. It's like, it's like this deep bass sound when you're punching things, and it just triggers something in my head. And I'm like, this, this is fun. And you're moving fast, and you're punching things. I like it a lot. I'm having a lot of fun with Dauntless. A lot of people in the chat are, are, are joining us while we play, and we have a good group going on right now. We have a, a full squad every time we've, we've been playing. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So check out Dauntless if you guys haven't checked out Dauntless. Uh, I'm not going to go too far in depth in it. I'm waiting for another update to come out with the open world thing and the new um, uh, skill level based system that they're going to put in. And I did. I, I did play uh, with Tempest. I did start the. Uh, oh, the division hunt. A division hunt. Yeah. yeah, we we could do that tonight if you want to continue that. After I empty out my bounties. All oh, right, we'll, we'll log in, help you empty out your bounties, and then we'll go play. I gotta, we'll, I gotta, we'll go I play. I think you would like Dauntless. I know you don't like the cartoony style, but I think I, listen, I, I think I, you would I, like the actual gameplay of it. I liked I liked Monster Hunter a lot. I respected Monster Hunter. I just don't like the way I don't like the way Dauntless looks. I'm telling you, it's. I know it looks kitty. It looks good, but it, it's it's a good game. I, I just. Is it just for Xbox? Are you talking about Are you talking about Dauntless PM? Are you talking about Dauntless? Dauntless is on everything. Uh, it's on it's on Switch. It's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox, and it's on PC. And the best part about this, this is why I like the game. It's cross platform across everything. It's a, it, it works like magic. Okay, I log in. Sarge could be on PC, I could be on Xbox, Duplass could be on Switch, and someone else could be on PlayStation 4. We all get into the game together and play together instantaneously. And on top of that, chat. You can chat across all platforms. You could be on Switch chatting with me, you could be on PC, someone's on PlayStation. It's literally amazing. 
Okay, it's actually well done. It's free. Yeah, it's free across everything. It's free on PlayStation 4, free on PC, free or free from the Epic Store, free from the Switch. It's a fan, it's a phenomenal game. There are microtransactions in it. There's like a season pass that you can you can buy. It's it's about six days left in the season before it ends. So I, I would assume not to buy. I would I would tell you not to buy the season pass now if you're going to play. Wait till the next season. Um, there are microtransactions in it and stuff. A little bit like if you needed to get your your bonuses up, you could get a boost for like a couple bucks and stuff like that. But you do not have to put any money in this game. But I guarantee you, if you do put money, in, you will put money in the game because it's free and you'll enjoy yourself for many, many hours. And you'll be like, man, this is a really good game. I, I want to throw something at the devs, right? I want to throw something at the devs, maybe get the season pass, maybe get a skin or something like that. Um, and again, this is not a promotion. Uh, I'm not advertised by them or anything. But if you do buy something from them, hit a brother up. 30 and still gaming, put it in the creator code. And uh, I get like cents on the dollars. You know, it's it's big stuff, big stuff. So um, yeah, so that's Dauntless. All right, so let's get to the first story. First story. And again, if you're listening to on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, come on over. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Come on twitch.tv slash 30 and still gaming. You can come in live, live chat, and we can read what you're saying in chat and interact with us. It's 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 a good time. All right, so let me scroll up here. First story I want to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna look at the trailer, the new trailer for Halo Infinite. Right? There's a there's a new trailer. Where is it now? Now I need to put it in here. Combine that. Can I not can I not find it? Find with new Project X Cloud. There's oh there it is. Trailer. Alright, let me bring it up. <clears throat> Alright, so Halo Infinite trailer. It's real, real short. It's literally a gift. And this is it. It's just a a robot etching in 117 inside Master Chief's or armor. Okay? And so people are speculating on this. People are speculating on this as that this is the release date. They're thinking November 7th is the release date, not only for Halo Infinite, but also for the new system, which would make sense, right? 1117 yeah, is a Spartan I, I, number. I, I, yeah, you're correct. I, I thought... Okay, but people are yeah. speculating that 1117 is when the actual launch date is going to happen with the with the new Xbox and with Halo Infinite. That's that, that would make that would make sense because it, everyone's number anyway. So what other kind of thing would there be if there wasn't Halo without Master Chief? Right. That's right. that's pretty much a guarantee. I think I think it's maybe a release date. They're 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 usually good about this kind of thing. If if everything goes according to plan, it's the release date. Right. Right. Well, it w it would make sense if it is the release date because they did say that people were speculating at the end of November, right? It is holiday season starting, you know, around Thanksgiving and stuff. It would make sense if they got the systems out before Thanksgiving, but who knows what's going to happen because of what's happening, the pandemic in the world. Like, no one's going to... You know what? I don't want to say no one's going to run out to the stores on Black Friday, but I guarantee the people will. <laughs> they The stores will literally open up for one day. In this pandemic, it will be Black Friday, right? It'll be Plague Friday is what it'll be. It'll be, it'll be, be the bubonic plague Friday is what it'll be. 
right? Uh, so do you think do you, uh, do you think this is it? Do you think this is just just showing you the 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 Halo armor and saying uh, yeah, or do you think it's well, actually the, the release it, date? Well, the, the 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 questions I have is what is the timeline for Halo Infinite? Isn't it before everything? It's before I Spartan program. I don't think any of us know. Though no. I think this is a continuation after. I think this is a continuation after. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be around the same time as like, like before Reach. No, like before what happened on Reach. I thought that's no. What this this is a continuation of the Halo story. This is the continuation like after the stories of Halo, Halo Two, Halo Three, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is the next rendition of Halo. You think this is like a reboot? You think this is like a, a reboot of Halo? No, but there. But the way things go, they love doing prequels, so it would it would make sense to me to be in the world like yeah, that's what I thought. Duplass leading, leading up to Reach. No, no, it's if, what, listen. If it's a sequel, cool. All right, I'm 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 willing to take a look. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So this is um, I think I think th I know this takes place after the fact. Now the next thing I want to talk about is that people are talking about open world, right? They're they're, they're talking about can Halo. Is Halo Infinite an open world? Okay. Now you can look at it two different ways. You can look at it as an open world, like Destiny, like an open world, where you can like go into a planet Earth or go into to Mars, and it's open. Okay, and you not, can explore and do stuff, but it's not open, open, right? Right. It's not right. The way it's constructed, it's not an official open world. It's segmented, but it's structured like like, like it's a tunnel, but it's wrapped around itself. So right. it's and right. it's got branches. So, yes, it gives the illusion of an open world, yes. But is it a true open world? No. Well, like it's, not like a, it's not like a Skyrim or Grand Theft Auto. You don't. Right? So you don't think that Halo Infinite is going to be an open world game? You think it's going to be structured I, like the past Halos, maybe just a little bit bigger? Well, here's my first question. What engine are they at? What engine is it? Is it it's is in a new be? engine. It's called Slipspace. Okay. So if they really mean open world then maybe well, hold on before you say what you're gonna say let me give you some information slipspace engine was created so they can constantly update on the fly and continuously update the game on a fast pace okay so it has to be segmented at some point it can't be one gigantic open world because the the updating would be more difficult just like it was for anthem and a couple other games so maybe like a, a maybe like a, a cross between like destiny and like halo like the original Halo, because when you did a mission in Halo, the map was pretty extensive, except it just funneled you in one direction. Right. So maybe same type of premise, but the segments are wider and uh, more expansive, but they're still segmented. I mean, once again, we're, we're, we're supposed to get this feeling of no load times. Like the, the hardware and the SSD is supposed to make load times a thing of the past. But this also has, but this also plays in the old systems as well. I I get it, right? Listen, as long as you as long as long as you have an SSD, that's most of the issue. Hardware, most of the issue. How it's coded is the rest. I believe. I I, I can't say for certain it's official open world. I'll give a cross between Destiny, and like the original Halo. That kind of open world. That's fine. <clears throat> I, I, I I just want to see what they. At this point, we're, we're three months out. Somebody just show me something. Show me something. 
Show me like the starting area and five minutes Which, of you walking around. Well, I think Just that's I think that's what they're doing on July twenty third. July twenty third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Duplass, we hear this all the time. Duplas says, "I think it's going to be promote exploration like Halos one through three and had terminals and skulls hidden throughout the campaign missions." All right. So in this article, it says there are currently many theories about the campaign of Halo Infinite, including possibilities of returning to the installation of O seven and like role uh, the role of Cortana and antagonists have been taking control of the Forerunner Guardians in the previous game. Despite continuing the story of the last two games, however, there are several hints and suggestions that Halo Infinite campaign could be more open world than past installments. Halo Infinite has been designed for the next gen on Slipspace Engine, which is 343's uh, describes as creating a living, breathing world ripe for exploration and endless gameplay possibilities. It was uh, in a 2018 teaser. While it could possibly be a reference to some Halo's classic large maps going uh, as far back as Blood Gulch and combat involved in Halo 2, the focus of exploration in marketing releases is new and relatively linear shooting franchise. Now, the choice of the sub su subtle infinite itself seems to suggest a greater focus on choice of exploration and promoting the game, making it seem more likely that the next Halo game will feature larger maps than previously seen. It's also potentially indicated that the single-player campaign will encourage less linear playstyles than previous installments, which missions take place with larger maps rather than the maps being designed for a linear progression through the pre predetermined missions. Though without the official confirmation, this, you know, people are just, they're hopeful for Halo Infinite rather than the, the confined features they were before. The, the, the same type of conversation will happen over and over again. Just because you say open world doesn't mean that you're going to want open world. We've seen a lot of developers who make open worlds who are lifeless, boring expanses that are just overinflated and cumbersome. So just say it's open world, maybe yes. You're thinking about the positives of an open world, but is the is the space being used efficiently? Are they making the world where it it feels it feels alive? It's it's lived in. It's got purpose. There's a reason why you explore. It's not just a bunch of little branches off to the side and dead ends for the sake of trying to make an open world. Like the most of the, especially for sci-fi. Maybe maybe for fantasy as well, but especially for sci-fi. If you're giving me a a blank slate and you're saying this is the world we've created, the whole idea when you start playing the game, besides shooting aliens in the face, is to check all the corners. That's right. what I used to do. Like you go explore the map, you look around, you see what's going on. You might find something interesting that you can't interact with, but you know you can interact with it. So you like mark it in your head or mark it on the map. Like that kind of interaction is the stuff I like. I like to have it to where the HUD comes up. And if I find something I like, I'm able to mark it, just like a little mark on the on on the map on the HUD, so I know to remember to go back to it again. Like like the days of doing it pen and paper, just give me something to do on the screen that can mark something, right? Something like that, so I know I'm I'm interacting with what's going on. I, I want to explore, right? The first thing you're gonna do when you get the new uh, Destiny run. DLC is gonna you're gonna you're gonna run, run around looking at stuff. Well, no, people right. are gonna run through the story as fast as possible, and then and then go back and do stuff. I think I think chat's got the idea here. I think maps like maybe Mass Effect or Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Mass Effect Three or Mass Effect Andromeda, where they're yeah, that could be considered that could be considered open world, right? Sort of like God of War, like the new God of War, right? Even yeah. uh, do you know what I mean? Where it, it is open, there are pan sections of the map that you that are more like tunnels, right? Like a like a tunnel vision, but it opens up to a a bigger a bigger area. I don't know. I I I see. I don't know. I have no no proof of anything that I'm about to say, 
right? But just thinking of what Halo was, we thought Halo was like the shit, and it's I still believe it's the shit back in the day. When we because, first because for what it was, yeah, it was when when Halo One came out and you could play co-op you could play the story with a buddy and other buddies and go through the whole campaign together we were like our brains were like yeah. amazing right yeah oh because the gunplay was at that time that gunplay was amazing well yeah yeah and so was the story the story itself was amazing right there was there was maps that were bigger right there was there was sections of the map that were bigger that you would go out and get in the warthog and drive around and stuff like that, but it was still linear like linear tunnel type type stuff. I believe the way the technology is now and the way they're talking about the slip space engine and the name of the title of Infinite, I believe that it's going to be the next the next culmination of Halo, right? Like Halo before has been there's there's Bungie Halo, then there's three four three Halo, and now there's the new Halo, which is three four three obviously. But with it with the with the software, with the new engine, where the technology is now, I feel like it's going to be a much bigger game. I think there is going to be much more wide open places, like chat saying with with an Andromeda type of open space, like a Grand Theft Auto. Right? Can you imagine multiple planets yeah, and multiple stuff? I can, I can I can imagine quite a bit. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. That the slip space engine is to update and and constantly go. The name infinite means infinite possibilities. More than what you there's more than what you think. Right? You can go explore infinitely. You can go out infinitely. There's there's a universe. I don't think it's going to be just the ring. I think it's going to be more than the ring. I think it's. Yeah, this is why I think heard, it's a I've live. Heard this, I've heard this before, but this is why I think it's a live service game because of Game Pass, because of Microsoft, what they're doing. I just don't see them making a single player campaign and then going, "That's it." Like they're constantly updating Gears of War. Like Gears of War, you play through the single player, but then they have new multiplayer maps, new game modes, new new events. I think Halo will have Master Chief. Don't get me wrong. You will play as Master Chief, go through a story, but then there's not just going to be like multiplayer, bang bang, like Crucibles type stuff. I believe there's going to be Destiny esque type stuff where you're a character like ODST, like Reach, and you make your own character and you go through the exact same places that you play through the story. It might take place after the story, whatever. But I, I feel like there's just more to it than what they what we've seen. Well, games as a service. First red flag. Concrete story you would need something to grab onto people of why I'm actually playing this. And if I don't think you are Master Chief, I think maybe Master Chief might be in the game. Oh, you don't think you can control him? You think that he's no, just there think, like Zavala? I think, yeah, I think that you are going to be like a, a typical soldier. I don't think because if it's, if, it's, if it's a shared world, kind of like a Destiny or Anthem or division like that kind of thing where well no i don't think you are i don't think you are master chief i think you are a typical soldier in the armor i don't you i might don't, be a spartan or you might be one of the marines in a reach armor well one i want to i want to i want to clarify i don't think it's going to be like destiny as far as a live service game what i do think it's going to be is think of the marvel avengers game coming out think of outriders okay where Outriders, you can play with your buddies. They can come into your game, or you can go into their game. You can do the stuff together in the actual thing, but it's not a live service game. Marvel Avengers, 
You can come in as Iron Man into my game. We can do a, me a mission and stuff together. I believe Halo is Halo. You get to play a single-player mission. You can come in and play the, the missions with us. And then after the fact, I believe you can take your own character and go through the same aspects. And you guys can do it together. I don't think it's going to be an MMO-type feel where there's going to be a tower and stuff like that. But I do believe that you can take your character, come into mine, and we can go do some stuff together in this world. What, what worries me at, at this point in the game is if the game is really going to come out, let's say it comes out in the fall, okay, before the end of the year, okay, if it really is coming out and nobody is talking about what type of game it is, okay, that says two things to me. Either think they think right away, they got it down, don't worry about it, it's going to work, or they're scared about talking about it because they don't know if they got it right. I know that if you're comfortable with what you made, you talk about it, a.k.a. the Avengers game, okay? They have no problem talking about it, showing it, talking about it some more, telling you about what's going on. Like, they don't shut up. They've been talking about it for the last month and a half. They're getting people hyped up about it because they believe in what they made. Halo's been out for for 20 years, okay? Yeah. You got a, you got a, you got a, a game on the precipice. You're getting ready to release a major game for a, for a major system, and nobody... No gameplay, no nothing. Nobody's even talking about it. We're just talking about, it. oh, it's Halo Infinite. Don't worry about it. Like, I, don't, I have questions. I have questions. Right? I, I want to remain positive. I want to remain hopeful. Okay? But once again, I have seen some shit. Okay? So if a game is this close to coming out and you still don't... Uh, okay, I'll give them benefit of the doubt. If they don't show me something on the 23rd with oh, Halo Infinite... Oh, they, they are. They you said right? they, they're showing gameplay. I'm not... I'm not talking about 10 seconds of gameplay. No, no, no. I'm talking about what the game is. Yeah. What's the, what meat, meat and potatoes, what the game is. Well, they said if they're going to show see, single player. They said they're going to show single player. If I don't see meat and potatoes, I will definitely be holding off for purchasing it at day one. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm not oh, jumping no. they, into a pool. They they have to. They have to show Halo next Thursday. Do you Thursday. think so? No, no, they are. You think so? No, I, I, will, I will give you $100 if they don't. I'll give you $100 if they don't show Halo, okay? They have to, and they will show Halo Infinite next Thursday. Next week on this podcast, we will see Halo footage on this podcast. Hey, that, that's, a, that's another thing, Just right? At, at this point in time, any other type of release date for a console, we had prices, right? We are three or four months away from it, and there's still no prices. Everyone's playing price chicken. That's all they're doing right now, right? This is getting crazy, bro. This is getting crazy. They they don't Xbox look, Xbox doesn't have to show. That's a, that's part of the other stories we have. Xbox doesn't have to tell you the price of the new consoles. You know why? Cuz they're throwing in Project X Cloud into the ultimate category. So if you have a PC right now, you pay 0. You're paying 0 dollars to get the new console cuz you already have a console in your house uh, on the PC. Oh, and by the way, you're not paying $60 or $70 for Halo because if you have Ultimate it automatically comes on your Microsoft computer now. You just go to the store and click it, and you can start playing Halo, uh, the new Halo Infinite day one, right? You you didn't have to buy the console. You didn't have to do any subscription model except for the $15 of the Ultimate that you probably already have. Oh, and by the way, you can start playing day one on your tablet or your phone in September when it comes out because that's when Project X Cloud is supposed to be coming out, right? So 
That's why they're not telling you a price of because they don't have to because most of the people already have a console in their house that's going to be playing Halo Infinite from day one. You have an Xbox One right now. You have an Xbox One S. You have an Xbox uh, X. Yeah, but that doesn't sell. That doesn't sell hardware. They don't care that's about the point. hardware. But but then if you if you really don't care about the hardware, then what the hell are you making it for? They're making. What the hell are you making it they're for? They're making it for the next. The next. Look, why do they make? Pro, why do they make Xbox X? They they were testing the waters. Correct. They were testing the waters. They wanted to see what they want to see what percentage of Xbox people would buy a better system in the same generation that they're in. Right. They right. wanted to get. They wanted to get numbers. Yeah, that was a test. And what do you think those people that bought the X? Do you think those people are going to go buy whatever the price point is? Doesn't matter if it's four hundred. Doesn't matter if it's five hundred. Season ticket holders will purchase the Xbox no matter what the price is. Yes. Exactly. And who? What else? What else? Everybody else going to do? They'll wait and go. Well, I don't. I really don't want that. I'm just going to get Game Pass. I'm just going to get Game Pass Ultimate. I'll just play it on my PC. I'll just play it on this thing. That's it. That's all they're doing. Well, Alweezy, I wouldn't say they're making it so attractive. Right now, Game Pass is like a 6 or a 7. Oh, Maybe. Nah. Tops. Game Pass is not a 9 or 10 yet. Unless you're Attractive, ID. maybe. <laughs> right. There, I've said this for weeks, months. I said, Xbox, Microsoft is not even playing the same game. They don't. I don't want to say they don't care about the consoles, but there's a slim. They're like, well, if we PlayStation can have that, you can have the consoles and boast your numbers. We've sold 14 million copies. And they're like, Fant bravo, PlayStation. We 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 only made a million consoles. We sold all of those. But by the way, we have 15 to 20 million subscribers paying 15 bucks a month to play on their PC and their old consoles right now, or their cell phones or their tablets. Right? We didn't make the cell phone. We didn't make the tablet. We didn't make the PC. Right? They didn't make anything. They didn't make any of that stuff. Someone else made it. All they did was provide the software. How did Bill Gates become a, a billionaire? Oh, that's right, because he made the software, not the hardware. Right? What's Microsoft doing right now? They made the software, not the hardware. History repeats itself, people. They're doing the exact same thing, and that's why Microsoft is cash money, and that's why Sony has to climb up that mountain and go we need to sell systems as fast as possible right that's why they pay for exclusivity that's why they get exclusivity for spider-man and god of war and horizon zero dawn they need, and all the they need console sellers they need right. consoles they need to yeah. sell consoles xbox does not need to sell consoles they need to sell their subscription service if it's xbox gold if it's project x cloud if it's xbox ultimate if it's just game xbox game pass it doesn't matter they're selling you one of the services, and now, which takes us to the next the next story, they're combining. They're combining all the stuff into one one system. Let me find the story here. Um, there it is. Combined. Okay, so Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is being combined with Project X Cloud. Okay, I just did a story of this today. Released it on GXG micro episodes on the audio version. Okay, so Microsoft has been experimenting with Project X Cloud for some time now, which is essentially a video game streaming service similar to Google Stadia, okay? The difference between Stadia and Xbox X Cloud, okay, is that Google Stadia was providing it as a service and you pay an extra, you have to pay for that. Where Project X Cloud, they're like, hey, we're throwing it in for free. If you already own Ultimate, it's part of it, right? So, so far, it's been unclear exactly what Microsoft would be implementing with Project xCloud, but now it seems to be confirmed that Project xCloud will be added to the benefits that players get with their Xbox Game Pass Ultimate membership starting in September at no additional cost. 
Okay, that this means the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will be able to play Xbox games wherever and whenever they want when using devices like phones and tablets. This means that games will have lots of more freedom when it comes to when it where they want to play Xbox games. Google Stadia shows that fans may not be super interested in this capability by itself, but combined with the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription seems like a really good idea. This way, fans aren't paying for just the service. Therefore, more people will be willing to try it out. Okay. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is $15 per month subscription, that which includes the access of Xbox Live Gold benefits of top of uh, a top of the 100 games on Game Pass games. Throwing Project X Cloud access on top of the subscription just makes it even a better deal. Although it's already a steal, if they if they gave players a discount when compared to subscriptions to both Xbox Gold and Game Pass separately. Now we're committing to a they say uh, on Twitter they say we're committing to putting players first as part of the commitment. We're happy to announce that Xbox Game Pass and Project X Cloud are coming together at no additional cost starting in September. Okay. I would need to know I would need to know the number because right now I pay for I pay for Xbox Gold. I gotta pay every year. It's like fifty bucks. Right. Right? You can get it on sale. So so right. If I looked around, I can get it at a discount, yes, but it's fifty bucks a year. Okay. So now what's the price gonna be come September? For gold, like I don't pay for gold, gold anymore. Gold is well. If you, see, this is why I don't understand why you don't have Game Pass because Game Pass right now is you, you pay fifty bucks a month. I get it, or fifty bucks a year. Okay, if you get Game Pass, it comes with gold, right? If you get Ultimate, it comes with Game Pass. It comes with the Ultimate for the PC, so you get Game Pass for the PC, and now you get Project X Cloud, and you get gold for fifteen bucks, fifteen bucks a month, right? So you're getting all those different services. Yes, you're paying three times the amount because now you're you're paying fifty bucks for the year for twelve months, and now you're paying fifteen bucks a month for the entire year, right? Which they give sales. Like right now, you can get you can get Game Pass and Gold. I think you can get it for like a dollar for like one month, right? So they're trying to get you. Then you can get some deals that give you three months, and then certain games give you give you extra months on top of that when you purchase a game. They give you like a free month. You can get you can get gold on sale or Game Pass on sale, you know, on certain times. So there, it is more. But right now, fifteen bucks a month, you get to play first party titles and third party titles on your Xbox, on your PC, on your phone, on your tablet, and you get gold. Once Project X Cloud releases, if it truly does work cross platform, I may think about it. If it works in that many, if, if it works, if it works that well across all those platforms, I might look into it. If you buy three, but if you buy three time, games a time, year, but time is time. You only have so much time to play a game correct. anyway. But if you, if you, they they have stats that Game Pass since Game Pass has been out, every gamer has played forty percent more games. Forty percent more games. The average gamer buys three games a year. Okay, the average gamer buys three games a year, which at if you buy a sixty dollar game times three, it's one hundred eighty dollars. Well, if you get Game Pass Ultimate, you're paying one hundred eighty dollars for the year, and you have access to over a hundred games as they rotate in and out of uh, out of Game Pass, right? And that's it. So you're getting a hundred games for the same price that you get three games. Yes, are there new titles? Some of them are first party like Halo Infinite. You can play see it the State of TA. Uh, Hellblade 2 when it comes out, Oblivion's next game that comes out, all this stuff is on the Game Pass. So, is it a good deal? I think it's a good deal, especially for someone like me, where I'm 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 limited on my on my on my cash flow. Okay, I'm a stay at home dad, COVID, no, not really working, whatever. 
to, to keep up with everyday games that come out, it's expensive. But sure. if I pay 15 bucks a month, not only can I play the games, but I can also family share it. So my son can play the games. So there's 100 games on the Xbox, and I don't want him playing on my Xbox, but I want to play with him on Xbox. I pay $180 for the year. We have access to 100 games. We can both play the same games on the consoles, right? It's it's a no-brainer personally for me and my situation with my family. I can share games with them and so on and so forth. For other people, it might not be. Like for you, Game Pass might not be it because there's a lot of games on there. But for instance, you like Wasteland, right? Wasteland 3 is coming out. It's going to be on Game Pass, Okay. So instead of paying $60, you could play Wasteland on there without paying. Or you could get it for a discount. If you pay for one month of Game Pass, you get like a 20% discount or 25% discount, and you get it for cheaper if you want to keep it afterwards, right? So there's a lot of benefits to it. There's more benefits than, than for a lot of people than there is cons about it, right? Obviously, it's $180 and you're constant. Now, here's, here's the plan, though, right? Once they put Project X Cloud, you're going to realize that you don't need Project X Cloud. But then when it's in the rotation, right, and you have this scenario that happens where, I don't know, don't know your 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 lifehood out there. But when you're in your living room, maybe your Xbox is in the living room. And you're like, oh, man, I want to play. But my mom's watching TV. She's watching a drama or something. Okay. Well, you don't want to take your Xbox, disconnect it, and move it to another t another room, a television. Then you have to find an outlet. You got to find a hookup. You might not have Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi shitty. You can literally keep your Xbox in the living room. She can watch TV. Dad can watch sports when they ever come. They come back on. And now you can take your tablet, take your controller, and you can start playing on your tablet, or you can start playing on your phone, or you can start playing in the living room or outside or whatever. You're as long as you have good internet, obviously. Okay, but you can you can experience this. Think about it like the Switch, right? Switch is on the TV. Someone wants to watch TV. You disconnect it. Now it's a mobile device in your hand. That's basically what Xbox is doing with Project X Cloud. Only they're not making the hardware for it; they're just making the software that you can use for it. Very convenient, and you're going to get addicted to this without knowing. It's going to be convenient for you. So when you stop paying for Ultimate, you're going to be like, "Oh man, I can't use Project X Cloud anymore!" Right? So they keep you coming back. Right? They keep you coming back. You can. I don't know where this is coming from. Where do you guys get it that it's not coming to iOS? It is coming to iOS. I've tested it. I've tested it. I've tested it on Android devices, and I've tested it on iOS. You just have to be invited to the actual service. It's coming to all all devices. All devices. I don't know where you guys are getting this, where it's like, oh, too bad it's not for OSS. <clears throat> yeah, so... It's a, it's a huge it's a huge thing. They're gonna get you they're gonna get you addicted to it. It's just you're gonna think, well, I'm not really gonna use Project X Cloud. But that one day you will. Right? That one day you will, and you're like, wow, this is fucking cool. This is this is good. You're in the car, driving down the road, your kid's in the back, and he's like, Hey, can I play Halo Infinite? Sure, log on in. Boom. It works. Your data's gonna go fucking through the roof because you're driving on the road and it's going to I hope you have unlimited data. But other than that, you're you're good to go. Who has kids doesn't have unlimited data? What's wrong with you? Right? I don't have I don't have kids and I have unlimited data. Come on. All right, so let me uh, knock that off. All right, so there is a rumor. There is a rumor that they are going to phase out Xbox Live Gold. Now I haven't read this yet. I had this article earlier today, 
Okay. So basically, it just it forces you into it, it forces you into Game Pass regardless because they're going to say it includes this, this, and this. Right. And... Just basically, just take off right. Xbox Live Gold and move it into Game Pass. Game Pass is gold now, right? right. It's all included. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get Game Pass by default. Yes, that's basically what's going to end up happening. Well, I'll tell you what, Sarge, you you it's give, right. you, give no, me, no. you give me ninety dollars, and I'll share your I'll share my thing with you, and you can have all access to it. And I just saved you half the money. There you go. Right? Don't, don't, don't tell Xbox. Don't tell like, Microsoft. Like I, said, like, like I said, though, I'm still, I'm still in the category where the games, the, the certain games that I like to play, I like to buy. I like to have a hard copy. Like if, if, if Wasteland Three comes out and it's really good and it plays on Game Pass, I'm still gonna go to the, 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 the decrepit GameStop store and buy the copy off the shelf so I can have the copy. I can't. I can't live with the world telling me like, "Oh, you got the game, bro. It's on Game Pass. You have it forever." And then the day comes where that game's not accessible yeah. anymore. I like my copies. I I, I do too. And now right. we had a conversation in, in stream the other day. People were like, "Do you like hard copies or or digital copies?" And I said, "I like hard copies." But unfortunately, the story I just said with my son, right? If I buy a hard copy, let's just say I want to play, um, I don't know, the Avengers game. Right? I want my son to play the Avengers game. If I want him to play with me, if I buy the hard copy, okay, I have, two hard I have to buy two hard copies. Okay? Or I buy a hard copy and a digital copy. But if I buy a digital copy, why would I buy two? Because you can share it. Right? As long as I have it on my system and I log into his system, I can share. Okay? I can't share with the, with the disc. With the disc, I have to have two discs. So it's forcing me, and this is, this is what I'm talking about, Microsoft letting you share your 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 login right like you can have up to two share game shares okay so i'm game sharing with my son and i can game share with you but now now you're in the cycle of i've had it for so long why would i get a, a hard copy because a hard copy is actually worse off because yeah once they get rid of it it's gone but if i buy the if it's on game pass you have you're gone if it takes it off game pass you don't get to play it but if you buy it off game pass it's on your hard drive it accesses through microsoft servers or playstation servers and you get to play the game but there's some a special place in my heart certain games i have to own the hard copy for marvel avengers i'm he's not playing with me so i am going to buy the hard copy because it's a single player game and it doesn't need it only needs online access one time after that i can play the game offline so if the game goes bye bye it sucks, and I just like playing Marvel Avengers. I can I can continue playing it because I own the disc. You won't be able to do that if you own the digital copy, right? You won't. You just won't be able to. So, <clears throat> yeah, the game share is amazing. First, right? The game the game share. That's what I'm talking about. X Project X Cloud. You don't know you want it until it's gone, right? You're going to use Project X Cloud in like this limited possibilities, and then you're not gonna you're not gonna have it, and you're gonna wish you had it, right? All right, let me, let me read what uh, Bunny said. About the iOS, we want to bring the xCloud eventually to every screen and somewhere can stream the games. Right now, we're just saying mobile, says Spencer, and discussion is uh, we're working through things. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I didn't say it's coming out at the exact same time, but you guys are talking about like it's not coming out for iOS, and I'm telling you it is because I've tested it and I've played it, so I can officially tell you that it is on the iOS devices. I just can't tell you anything more about that. Okay, so I've tested it on both. Obviously, it's going to be on Android because it's like a 48-51 split or whatever, whatever 52 split uh, for, for mobile devices and stuff, right? 
Uh, all right, so a recent change, Xbox website hints at a possibility that Xbox Live Gold will be phased out and replaced with something entirely different in the coming months, which we don't know yet. This rumor is found out, in fact, that the fans can no longer buy a year-long subscription of Xbox Live Gold. Okay, For a long time now, Xbox Live Gold was the gold standard for the paid internet subscription. In the previous generations, the PS3 offered free but less secured internet services, while Xbox Live Gold used paid for security and better services. Now, it looks like that Xbox Live Gold may be going away for good. So, uh, there's a couple of reasons Microsoft may be deciding to disable Xbox Live Gold, yearly memberships, and by extension, games with gold, but all uh, point of some major changes coming in its way. Online play handled on the consoles microsoft has yet to make an official statement about the change however okay so you can't buy you can only buy one month and three month for xbox live gold right uh for those wondering why my uh my guess is that's something to do with xbox ultimate game pass becoming the standard subscription service for xbox i haven't seen many xbox live gold membership deals since the ultimate was first introduced another thing that's happening right now my controller was drifting a bit and i wanted to go buy a new controller so I said, you know what? I don't want to wait for shipping from Amazon, so I'm going to go to Best Buy. I went to Best Buy. There ain't no controllers in Best Buy. You can't get a controller in Best Buy. I'm like, hey, do you guys know when you're getting your shipment in? They're like, no, we just don't know. I went to Target. They didn't have a controller. No controller for the Xbox. I asked them. I went to another Target. They didn't have controllers either. I'm like, do you guys know when you're getting them in? No, we don't know. How can there be no controllers? Well, I think the reason there's no controllers is because the new systems are coming out. Okay, I even went to Amazon and they're out of stock. Okay, so this is just my speculation. Well, people are hoarding controllers. No, no, I don't think they're holding hoarding controllers. I think when a new product comes out, they're probably making an updated controller, and that's probably going to be the new controller standard for the Xbox Series X, whatever it is, right? So they have to get rid of the the inventory that's out there already. So I can't I can't buy. I didn't try Walmart, Christoph, but I, I was just like, you know what? After I went to three places and went to Amazon and I couldn't get it, I was like, I'm just going to wait a couple more months and I'm going to buy a new system anyway and it comes with a new controller. But that's it. That's the mentality of like, well, we're not going to put gold out there anymore. And you'll, you'll be like, oh, well, there's no more gold. I guess I'll buy Ultimate, right? You're paying more, but you're but you're getting it. said the same thing happened to me the other day. I went to the same stores and no one had anything. Yeah, it, it's it's... And it's funny, every time I go to a store, my wife goes, I don't know why you do this to yourself. I'm like, yeah, I'll just go to the store and pick it up. I go to the store, Best Buy, uh, uh, GameStop, all these places, they never have anything I want, right? And I come back, I sit back in the car, she'll wait in the car, I go in real fast, I come back out, and she goes, Where, where's the bag? I'm like, they, they didn't have it. And she's like, I don't know why you do this. And she picks up her phone and goes, ordered, right? Like, and you just order it on uh, on Amazon, and instantaneously, we live so close to a uh a hub that we could get it within two hours. If I order something, it can come to my house in two hours. So there's really no point to go to a show floor anymore to buy, even though I want to support local businesses and stuff. But they don't. They're just. They're just a, a virtual. It's like going to. It's like going to uh, Second Life, Sarge. Remember, we go to these buildings and people would have all this stuff. And you're like, who's buying stuff here? Like, what is? <laughs> is this, there's no reason. It's just empty. Yeah, but, it's just but, empty. But, but but you have to understand. I'm not, I don't want to get into this Segway conversation, but you have to understand. There has to be brick-and-mortar stores. People have to have a place to work. You can't just rely on Amazon to buy everything from, and you never leave the house. The economy right. will crash, okay? You can't go to Bezos for everything. Things have to – I understand oh. we're moving in a different direction, but 
You just can't get rid of all brick and mortar stores. Where do people work? Does everyone work as a fucking slave at Amazon? Everyone's just a distribution guy. <laughs> it's, Come on, man. It's like uh, it's like uh, what's 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 the one for idiocracy? What's the what's the major company in idiocracy? The, 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 yeah, Costco, the, Costco, it's Costco. Yeah, it's Costco. Yeah, that's, Costco that's, that's Amazon. Everything. That's Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah. But that, that's what I think they're doing. They're 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 fading it out. They're gonna make you choose the ultimate pass, which is fifteen bucks. They uh, boom. They get hundred and fifty dollars extra from you, right? Welcome to Costco. <laughs> I love you. Uh, they they uh, they 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 make you buy the ultimate. So they, they automatically get one hundred fifty dollars out of you. Right. Think, think about that. Think right. up. Think about that. They've already three times, three times the price for the year automatically before anything happened. Right. A little over three times. Right. 180, 50 bucks, whatever. OK, that's one hundred eighty dollars per person that wants to get Game Pass. Right. Times million times millions. OK, that's already half a console. That's already half a console right there. And they're giving you one hundred and fifty games on whatever system that you want to get. Right. PlayStation. You pay $400, you get the system. That's it. You don't even get a game. You get just the system. Oh, you'll get a game. Come on, you'll get a game. Well, probably Spider-Man, the, the Miles Morales $40 yeah. version of it. Yeah, Yeah, you'll get, you'll get a game. So, chat, what do you guys think? Do you guys like that they're getting rid of Xbox Live Gold and just merging it in? You're just like, I don't know about this. This is kind of weird, you know, because everything's it's not, just it's merging. Liking your, yeah, but it's not about liking or not liking. It's about the fact that... Right, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have, you a, don't choice. have a choice. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have a choice. I'll, I'll I'll lower my volume a little bit there. Um, so yeah, that's 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 Xbox, right? So we went through. Well, actually, no. There's there's more. There's more. Um, Flight Simulator. Okay, Flight Simulator is coming out. Microsoft Flight Simulator. We have a Microsoft Microsoft Flight Simulator announced their their beta dates for this, right? But the game itself. Uses an absurd number of discs. That's what the article says. An absurd, absurd amount. What, what would you think would be an absurd amount, right? Well, it's not absurd because I'm from the old days of gaming. So whatever number they say is not going to be absurd because I've lived through that before. Right. Well, it's funny because kids nowadays, if it's not on like a thumb drive, they're like, oh, it's fucking ancient. Right. So the physical release of Microsoft Flight Simulator in Europe is being held at Aerosoft Development Publisher and focused primarily on simulation games as a whole. Aerosoft uh, discussed the box set. Uh, site form Monday saying it will begin shipping around August 21st with the DVDs and printed manuals. Okay. Now, DVDs. Yeah. So the simulator, DVDs, the simulator yeah. code around 90 gigabytes of content depicting the world and aircraft's optional online streamed content and third party files. The content will be 100% the same as the digital edition, just without having to download Microsoft Flight Simulator's massive files. Though the internet has also confirmed that the box sets will come with a code to give players a choice if they prefer to download it all digitally. Okay, here's here's the discs. This is what you got. There's there's the discs that you have. You have uh, six six discs for for the stuff to download. Right. To, oh, so to I, got, I got I got I got news for you. That does not look anything bad to me at all. No, that looks I, normal. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to normal. remember. I'm trying to remember what game it was. Was it Space Quest? Or King's Quest or Police Quest. I think it had like eight discs or nine discs. Something ridiculous. I remember having like that many discs to play a game before. But this is this is for an amazing simulation. I don't care. Whatever. Right. And, and those aren't discs. Those are DVDs. Right. Those are DVDs of games, not even discs. Right. They're, they're bigger than discs. 
right? There's more data. Right, on just there. exactly. Only six. It's, uh, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> right. Remember police quest? Uh, police you have quest. To, you have to. Yeah. Uh, put, like it, put, put in discs ten. And you're like, all right, hold on. Yeah. Floppy out. You're like one, two. Oh, yeah. There it is. All right. That, two. All right. Close the thing. Seed, yeah, man. Seed prompt. Uh, all right, yeah. ready to go. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, listen. Six. Di- uh, listen. No, no worries at all. Yeah. No worries at all. Wait. Once again, things move. Uh, things are the same but different, right? Now we have six DVDs. You know when you should start worrying. When they give you like ten, they give you like ten I, thumb drives. Basically, like, flights, when it comes to like ten, when it comes to like ten thumb drives, then you start wondering. Then you start worrying what's going on. All this is the box set of Lord of the Rings. That's all this is. Right, that's it. <laughs> that's all this is. Microsoft Flight Simulator is the same size as Lord of the Rings box set. That's it. You got I mean, it. this this gives this gives all the millennials a little taste of what the fuck. Like they get a game that has six discs. Like what the fuck is going on? What's wrong with you guys? Well, first of like, all, don't worry about it. Let's be honest. No one under the age of thirty is interested in flight simulator. Let's just be honest, right? Anybody, well, anybody. Small, small all right, that's fine. Anybody small, in chat under thirty years old that's interested in this. And if you were interested, does this turn you off because you see six, six discs? Okay, yeah. And that's everybody because they, in this they room, know probably. who they're marketing towards, right? The people that they're marketing yeah. this game towards is the guy who has the flight stick controller right. next right. computer, right? You know what I mean? So. It'd be it'd be it'd be interesting. I I feel like if if more games were like the six 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 di- say that send fucking ten times fast six discs, I think people would be out. They'd be out. They'd be like, no, yeah, I'm over thirty and not interested. Exactly though. But my point, Buck, is anyone under thirty is not interested, right? So, oh, so flight sims, you're you're a very particular person if you're into flight sims. A very particular person. I would say that 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 group of people is probably more narrower than the driving simulator people. Like the same kind of bracket, but just a smaller group. All right, so this is what you get on the on the different versions of it. Okay. What'd you say there, George? Careful how you say that goes from a flight simulator to an orgy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Microsoft Flight Simulator is three different editions. The standard edition gets you 20 airplanes and 30 airports. Okay. Okay. The deluxe edition gets you 25 planes and 35 airports. And then the uh-huh. premium edition gets 30 planes and 40 airports. I never thought that actual airport counting would be something beneficial in a flight simulation. Right. I mean, I only get 30 airports. This piece of shit. Fuck this I'm shit. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm sure there'll be plenty more stuff to download. I'm I'm pretty sure there'll be plenty of deals. I'm pretty sure this. you can buy whatever. I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty I'm, I'm sure pre- they're gonna have whatever. I'm pretty I sure. bet you that this. I bet you that this game is gets more insane with DLC than The Sims do. Oh yeah, it will have a file size of 150 150 gigabytes. Now now on top of this, people don't realize. I don't know if it says it here, but the technology they're using for this game. Because you're like, how am I going to play this on Xbox? How am I playing this? Obviously, it's not going to look like it did on those trailers, right? Obviously, that was running on a high-end computer. But because it's got two petabytes, petabytes of data. So the technology they're using to get the graphics and all the information into your thing, they're not streaming the graphics, but they're streaming the game to your console and to your, your PC. So you're going to be... Yeah, it's the cloud. It's the cloud. 
the cloud. Remember Grand Theft Auto? The cloud. Um, so the two petabytes of information is going to be streaming to your device so you can get all the stuff. So as you're flying, right, as you're flying around the world, okay, it'll, 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 it'll kick it in, right? That's a lot of data. We're talking, we're talking a lot of data coming from this thing. So that's how you're going to play it on the on the on Xbox the consoles. As far as the PC, if obviously if you have a 2080 Ti or if you have anything higher or the best thing out there, then then uh, you're going to have a much better experience. But you're you're going to have to have a beefy computer. We'll we'll test this out because I obviously it's on Game Pass, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try it because I play a trucking simulator. Why not play the flight simulator? Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll try that out when it comes out. I don't think anyone's interested, but if you are interested, hit me up in the chat live or on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. Check out 30 and Still Gaming. Let me know what you think. All right, so moving right along. Let me just mark this down here. We, we we're, we're, I think we made it through. Yeah, we made it through in 56 minutes all through the Microsoft stories. That's, that's a lot right there. All right, so the next story I want to talk about is No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is... Uh, has another update. Has another brand new update. It's called uh, Desolation. This is the uh, the trailer that they showed. So let me, let me bring this up. So I'll I'll uh I'll play this again. I'll put it on loop so it can be there while we talk. Alright, so No Man's Sky, yeah, is still alive and kicking, right? Still alive and kicking. We're we're now, I think, almost four years four years? Came out in 2016. Yeah, so four years in the making of of the shitstorm when it came out. It was it was an okay game when it came out. They've constantly updated. We've talked about this on the podcast over the years, okay? It's a really good game now. There's a lot of content there. It's also on Game Pass. Hey, look at that. What a, what a story we're talking about here, right? An arc over here. This is like it was planned, okay? Game Pass is out there, and you can play it on Game Pass. If you're looking for a bargain bin, I don't think it's out there for a bargain bin. I think it's still pretty pretty expensive because it's constantly viable, right? They, they constantly update. And all this is free. And all this, all the content, this is like the seventh, sixth or seventh update they've done for free. Now, you can say what you want. You can say, well, maybe this should have been in the game from the start. Maybe, if they had another 10 years to work on it, okay? But to say that they've been working on it, they gave you the stuff, and they've been giving you update after update after update, and they've charged you absolutely nothing. Some of the community members in the, in the, in the, 
in the community of No Man's Sky were a little upset that they wasn't the the update that they thought it was going to be, which I thought was funny because people are like, well, it's not this update, so I don't care. It's like they're still giving you a bigger experience, and it's also crossplay now. You can play crossplay with anybody on PC, PlayStation, Xbox. So that's that's a huge thing as well. No Man's Sky will be Star Citizen by the time Star Citizen's finished. That's probably. You're probably right, Kristoff. It's going to be Star Citizen before Star Citizen, right? So much so that Star Citizen will be like, damn, we should do what they're doing. Wait, we are, right? They'll get confused because that's what they do. Um, obviously, it doesn't look as crisp as Star Citizen, but hey, you can play it and you don't have to pay $1,000, right? You don't have to pay $1,000 to, to play. Listen, it's, it's a delicate balance for me. Like, my mindset, of course, is different. I'm an older gamer. I'm an old guy now. I get that. But, like, when you when you buy a game, like, you're in the game for that moment. Like, that's that's the genre you like. That's the thing you're into. So that's the game you play. And after two years of playing that same game, you're done with that genre. You're done with that thing. You're looking for something else to lock onto for something else to be interesting. You're not constantly playing the same game all the time. you you're, you got to jump around a little bit. Right. A game like this that hangs around forever because it's another update, yes, it's cool because it's in the background. I'm done playing with it for now, and now it just stays there, and I go do something else, and now I'm going to go back to the same game I was playing because there's some updated stuff as opposed to a brand-new game in that, type of, in that type of genre. That's the difference for me. Right. Right? I don't, I don't like going back to the same game again because it's an update. Like, I, I've played you. I'm done with you. Like, I want to move on to something else. Yeah, I love space sci-fi uh, sci fantasy stuff, but, like, I'm not going to play the same sci-fi fantasy thing for fucking ever. I want a different sci-fi fantasy. Right. Right? That's just, that's the way I look at it. So these games that, these games is running as a service that go on forever. It's like, cool. I play for a little while, then I, I'm going to ignore you because you're not doing anything different because you don't have to do something different. You're just going to keep adding on to something. That's why, for me... A, a all in to a, a, a publisher or developer that goes all in on their game. They find out that the game, the game does really well. Cyberpunk. Then they make, they make a couple DLCs and then the game ends. We move on to the next thing. The, the DLCs were the extension of the game you like to play that you wanted to play more of. Right. Right. So it carries the game a little further. It carries the game a little further. Now, of course, there's the outliers. There's games like Destiny and Division that are doing the same type of thing where. I'm going to go back after six weeks and play the extra content, and then I'm going to stop playing Division until another 12 weeks down the road when they come out with another thing. Like, okay, but I'm not like, it's not like the same feeling. You don't get like the super excited feeling like it's a brand new game. I'm going to be involved in this game. Let's see what these guys have come out with. It's going back to the same game that just has a little bit more stuff added to it. Right. That's why the new car smell wear it off for me for Destiny because you guys aren't doing anything different. Right? You're just you're just doing the same thing on a different map. Like I get it. It's hard. It's hard to come out with games that keep people interested. They're trying to milk more out of a game, right? They're trying to get more revenue out of a game yeah, because but, it takes longer to make the game. Right. Well, right. Chat's now, asking how wh why do they why do they keep putting free stuff? How are they making their money? They're making the money because there's always someone that doesn't own the game. No, right? no. That's because they, they get. We don't know this yet. We don't know the facts yet because nobody's talking well, it about it. Yet. I'm, I'm waiting. It just got a I'm game waiting. Pass. I'm waiting for actual. I'm waiting for actual journalists to do journalism instead of instead of uh, 
virtue signaling, shitty reviews, and whatever. I want real journalism. I want to know what percentage of developers, what kind of money they get from Game Pass. Yeah, but because <clears throat> there's, no, there's no way the guys who did No Man's Sky are still collecting money from No Man's Sky, the original game, no, and that's why they're, they're releasing all this content. But they, like, there's but no way. But they are because listen. There's no Game Pass on PlayStation. There's no Game Pass on well now there is on on PC. I don't know if I, I think it is on on PC is there. But there's only Game Pass on Xbox and that only came out in May. It's only been a couple of months since it's been on Game Pass. Before that, all the updates that they've done, there's always people that said, "You know what? I didn't like No Man's Sky when it first came out. I don't want it." There's people that bought it when No Man's Sky first came out like myself and have always gone back when they've done updates, okay? But there's always new people that have never played No Man's Sky. Now, I'm not talking about millions of people are buying the game. But every time there's an update that comes out, there's always people that are like, oh, I, that looks cool. I'm going to go try it. And they buy now it. Now I'll try it. Right. Now, now they go it. out and buy it. Okay. But now it's on Game Pass. So now, like you're saying, what is that percentage that they get? Because they have to. Instead of paying $60 for the game or 40 bucks or whatever it is, now you just go to Game Pass. And now you can try it out. And then month after month you're recruiting, but what is that small percentage? We don't know how it works, right? I would love, I would love to find out how it works, right? We don't know yet. But that's how Hello Games is still doing it. Plus, Hello Games is still trying to, which I think they've already, I think personally, I think they've already reclaimed the responsibility of what the shit show was in the very beginning. They've earned my respect back two years ago when they when they gave content after content, okay. But they just keep going on top, and this is to give the the customers, the season ticket holders, and other people that are out there hope and go, you know what? Hello Games, when they first came out, they fucked us over with this game, but now they showed us, and, they, and they, they've won me back. They won me back because of how much stuff they put into this game after the fact where they could have just abandoned it, right? They could have made it, they could have got the money, and they could have ran, and that would have been it, okay? But instead, they went, you know what? We're going to keep continuing making stuff for this game. Get the community together. There's a huge community with this. Huge community, right? It's a very cool game to play with people. It's a very good community. More so on PC than it is on the consoles. But it's a good game. It's turning into a pretty great game with all the stuff that they have. Now, I'll ask you. I've asked you this months ago when they come out with the last update. When can Hello Games go, hey, you know what? We're going to charge for the next update. I think they could do that now. Like they, If they said this was a $10 update or a $15 update... 100% I could be like, yeah, that's cool. But they just keep giving it for free. They just keep giving it for free. When do you think they could be like, we're charging for the next thing? I, I don't... I, once again, I don't know the breakdown. The, whatever percentage the Game Pass is is giving them. They, they have to be getting something. There's no... Listen, no developer is releasing product for absolutely nothing. At some point somewhere, money has to be coming in, not only just from the initial purchase of the game, but for the Game Pass revenue, right? It has to be something. So once again, now I, I will factor in that we know that Hello Games is a small studio. They don't have a lot of people. I think they're up to so, like thirty people or something like that. Right, right. They're not. They're not a huge. They're not a huge company. So maybe things work out. Maybe they're still trying to work up a. They have a, other a games. They, they have other games they're working on too. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. So. Maybe they figured out a way to budget well enough to where they can continue making uh, content for this game and ride it out. I don't know. But like I said before, certain games hold my attention. Other ones don't. It's just it's just how I am now. There's just certain games I'm looking for. Like people who, who are just getting into video games or 
so ha haven't seen like the full blown spectrum of what games are now. Like you're you're a, a young kid getting into it. I get that all this looks fucking amazing. It does. It does look amazing. I've been around. I've seen it. Okay, I've seen the progression. I I am completely astounded by what they can do in a video game today. But I don't buy every game because it doesn't hold my attention. I don't care. Right. Like I really like Ghost of Tsushima. I really like it, but you don't want to pull but the trigger, gonna, right? But is it gonna? But is it gonna? Is, do I have the time to go out and buy a PlayStation and buy this game and play that game the way I want to play? It? Like I don't have the time, right? I just right. don't. It's like thirty-five, would or 60 I, hours. Would I? If I was, if I was twenty-something with no bills and shit, would I? Probably. That that's why I do like YouTube and and Twitch and certain people that play certain games. Like I look at a game and I'll I'll bring Co Carnage up because he's a great great guy and a great a good streamer. There's certain games that come out that I would love to buy, but I don't. But I also would like to play it. And the way he plays games, I've said this before, he plays like we play games. Like, he goes and does 100% runs. He goes in every nook and look cranny. So I vicariously play through him. I watch his content on YouTube whenever I have a shot, right? He does it, like, half-hour increments. And I'll watch 100 hours of content. Just like someone would go out and watch six seasons of a show, I'll go watch... The whole the whole play run of, of that game that's a single player game that I just didn't have the time to go play because if I let's just say like Skyrim, right? Yeah, do I do I watch a hundred hours of gameplay? Sure, but over the year. But do I have a hundred hours of, of play time to play that at that moment? No. Right? So I, I, I slowly watch it and, and, and understand the game and the story as I go. And that's why I like Twitch or YouTube Let's Plays and stuff like that. I'll I'll watch that. So I think there's a place for it. A lot of people can't can't afford all the games. No one doesn't have the time to play all the games. You know, there's, it's it's a lot of time commitment for certain, for single player games. Like Cyberpunk is going to be a time commitment game, right? Cyberpunk is definitely going to be a game that you sit there for hundreds of hours. Well, it, it it will depend. It will depend on the complexity of the game and the run through, and if multiple run throughs are just as fun, or do I have to do multiple run throughs to see the different storylines unfold? Right. Like that's the kind of replayability oh, you, would, you, you would want to see. You would want to see in that's, Cyberpunk. I think Cyberpunk is a definite either single player, multi multi runs, or like going back and exploring, well, just, or just, multiple just characters. You, yeah. Well, just to give you an example, right? So, people who played Skyrim originally who weren't like the super completionists, if you played a character, like if you were actually playing the character, you would play the character. You're like, I'm gonna play the wizard. I'm gonna go to the College of Winterhold. I'm gonna play all these kind of quests. And then you kind of play it out until that until that storyline's over, and then the main storyline's over, and then you kind of lose interest, right? But if you're one of those crazy completionists, you could just keep leveling up, and you could do all the character classes in right. one playthrough. You just have to do the story for that whole character class, right? You didn't have to replay the game from the beginning. You could just continue on from wherever you were and play through the entire class. Like that's technically replayability, but you can do it all in one shot. Like I was level like three hundred something. In, a, in, in Skyrim, because I, I, I played through each of the characters from scratch. I just go do another line, right? Just do another storyline for whatever character it was. But if you played as the character and you were role-playing, like, I'd only do the levels, I'd only do the story plots for the main and for that character, and then stop and replay it again. Like, it depends on how far down the game you want to go, right? At level 300, doesn't matter if you're level 300 or level 30, because the game scaled. Didn't matter, Right? But it kind of it kind of breaks the story or breaks the, the the congruity of the story because you know I'm a wizard and all of a sudden I'm running around as a thief, pickpocketing people, 
but I was a, uh, but I was role playing the right. wizard. It right. changes it up. It just depends how you want to play the game. Yeah. Right. But in this type of situation, I uh, I'm very excited, very excited for Cyberpunk just to see, yeah. just to see what they can do. Well, the good news is, if, see what they if, can do. if if the if the rumors are true, and the Xbox comes out on the seventh with Halo Infinite, the new systems will be out before Cyberpunk launches on the nineteenth. Right. So there you go. Because I said, why would you buy it and put it in your old system when just a couple weeks later you're going to get a new system, right? I, I just, yeah, you want to play it because you want to be the first to play it, but at the same time, I would wait. I mean, don't, I wait don't, we, the, want, don't we want the best hardware to play it on? It doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, I, listen, I get you could play it on the old system, but my brain doesn't work that way. If I'm going to play the right. top-end game, why am I going to play it on a, on, a, on a shittier hardware? Right, and if I don't own a PC... And I have a shittier Xbox. Instead of paying a thousands, thousands of dollars for a, a PC, I can pay a hundred dollars and get an Xbox, right? So, all right. So next story is Bungie, right? We're talking about Bungie here. All right. So this week in Bungie, they they come out and they say that in this week in Bungie, we're extending our seasons of arrivals. The launch date of our next expansion, Destiny Two Beyond Light, has been moved to November tenth, twenty twenty. If you missed the full announcement, you can click here. We'll wait until we're given uh, to, to give you read it. Okay, up to speed. Oh wait. That's uh, let me let me click on that. That's the wrong thing. I picked on the. All right. So here it says, as the first chapter in the new trilogy expansions of Beyond Light is beginning and the new era of Destiny 2, we have a powerful story to tell the incredible new features and we're really excited for the players to experience. As always, our goal is to make the coolest, most entertaining expansions uh, we can possibly make our fans. So to make that the end, we're doing our best at the game and moving to the launch date. The past few months have been a challenge and we continue to doing this uh, this pandemic. We've learned to create together in a way by having to work apart from one another. Despite these hurdles, we still committed to making the same level of quality that our fans expect. Over the coming weeks, we'll be unveiling more of what we have been working on in Beyond Light, and that also means that Season of Arrivals, which will now extend to November 10th, Beyond Light sets the stage for an incredible future of Destiny 2, and though the coming later than the original anticipated, uh, we're excited to continue the journey uh, this November. So there you go. They're delaying it. Now, obviously... There's going to be a lot of you delays. Can, There's going to be a can, lot of delays. You can throw you can throw whatever answer you want to throw against the wall to see what sticks. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. COVID. They're on their own. Money. Exactly. New right. systems. You guys can speculate whatever you want. Point being is, we're moving it over now. In Destiny terms, now I'm going to ask all the kind of crazy questions. Ready, bro? Yeah. Okay, but if it's delayed. Does that mean this season lasts longer? And does that mean that the well, this, other season lasts shorter? Yeah. Like, does this create a a, a black hole vortex of the, of the space time continuum, and no season will ever be the same again because it's delayed the two months? Right. Like, does, that, does any of that matter? What I just said, right? You can make the season as long as you want, right? Does it matter? Right. So twelve weeks is twelve weeks. Well, I I find it funny. I think of it as all right. So they're extending this season because it's the end of this season. Right, it's the end of the year. The expansion now comes out November tenth, which is a month, six weeks later. It's six weeks later than what it, what it was supposed to come out, which was already delayed because technically all the expansions have always come out in the beginning of September, and they made this one the September twenty second. Now it's November tenth. Now, what people don't realize, people forget what happened when the writer strike happened years ago. Okay, the writer strike in film. People are like, oh, big whoop! It's the, the writer strike, right? Yeah, writers stop writing. Let's say now. Okay, well, the stuff that they're writing comes out six months, nine months, 12 months from now. Well, they were on strike, so we had shitty movies, shitty TV shows, shitty things, right? I can name you a couple. 
the James Bond movie, Quantum of Solstice. Terrible. Because there was a writer's strike. Okay? There, uh, I forget other movies that are off the top of my head. TV series were completely just shot. Like, sitcoms. They were like, eh, what happened to the writing? Because the writers were on strike, six months, nine months, 12 months from now is when we're going to really feel the pain in television, in film, in video games, whatever, right? So that's what's happening right now. COVID is four months old. Four months old. People are working at home. It takes them longer to do stuff, right? You're like, oh, what's the, what's the difference? The difference is in our office together, they could take a thumb drive and, and, and just ship it on over, right? Like down the hall. Like, here you go. Here's the thing we were working on, blah, blah, blah. Done. Now they're like, it's in the mail. Or we have Timmy running down his bike down the street to your, to your house to import it. It's much slower going in between the stuff, right? Their system was already hard to develop and, and get stuff out on time. And now they're separated and they're doing their best that they can. Not just Bungie. I'm talking about developers all, all over the place, right? So now what's happening is next summer, we're going to feel the pain if it ends now. If it ends now, we're going to feel the pain of what's happening with things. But it's not ending now, right? COVID's continuing, right? It's still rising in certain countries and states where, where people are, okay? So we're going to see writers, developers, studios, production. Everything is going to slow down. Come next March, come next April, come next May, you're going to be like, man, that that game, I, I, wish, I wish that game was out now. No, it got delayed. So the games that are coming out right now, November, December, might be the games that you're going to be waiting and playing for the next like seven, eight months afterwards because companies are going to have a hard time delivering their products because of what's happening. So I applaud Bungie for hey, being front about it, right? But this is not delayed because of fixes because six weeks is nothing in game development time to be like, well, maybe there's a major bug they're fixing and that's why they're delaying it. I really think they're delaying it because of the slow progress of actually doing stuff, right? They, they're they like, let's hold off. Let's see what happens until we get closer to it. And they're like, hey, you know what? We're, we're still 12 weeks out, right? We're 12 weeks out. We're not six weeks out. And they went, okay, let's just add it, right? Great. They'll understand. So if there's small fixes, sure. But I honestly think even if November 10 comes out, there's still going to be issues, okay? And there's still going to be fixing stuff. It's okay. It's a live service game. They've been fixing stuff for six years as we've been playing the game anyway. So what's the difference, right? So I really don't think this is a big deal. Now, the big deal is, like you're saying, time, right? I was playing in my head, Marvel Avengers comes out September 4th, and I was playing Marvel Avengers up until the 22nd, then I was going to play Destiny, and then going into November, I was going to play Cyberpunk 2077. But now this just kind of like can push this stuff together and now, which was separated, which then got, or which was together, then got separated, is now together again. Like, Cyberpunk is shortly nine days after Destiny. Is that enough time to play Destiny? Sure, I think it is. It, I think if it's, you hard, if you hardcore play, play Cyberpunk, nine days is enough. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll play Destiny when it comes out and play it for the seven days, nine days, then play Cyberpunk and so on. Um, so I don't really think it's a big deal. But I just wanted to put it out there for you guys out on the audio podcast and, and you guys here. Just prepare yourselves, not that you have to do anything different, but you're going to get disappointed because there's going to be a lot of games that say, hey, we're coming out this time, and they're going to get pushed back. They're going to get pushed back way back until they're they're able to get back in the studio and actually work like they worked before. 
when you're when you're in the office, I mean, it it takes minutes to hours to get things done. But then when you're separated through streets and 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 blocks and stuff, it takes days to do stuff, right? And so it's not it's not just as easy as developing a game. They're they're literally developing a game all apart from each other, making changes and stuff once they feel the the revisions. They're like, oh, here's a revision that Stacy did. All right, well then I have to do what I have to do, right? And then change, and then they have to give it back to Stacy, and then Stacy has to do it again. It's just a much smaller process, right? So just be prepared that not only Bungie but other games down the road are going to be delayed, and that's just going to be a normal thing for the next next year, for the next twelve well, I don't, eighteen I don't, months. I don't expect everything to come out on time right now. Like what they're saying, what what they're saying is supposed to. If if nope, if everybody right now gave you a release date and they haven't changed it yet, pretty much they're probably going to end up changing it. Right. Like I expect, I expect more and more games to do the shuffle here soon. That's just how it's going to go. <laughs> I saw DDB. COVID went straight to Game Pass. That's it. <laughs> so that's that's another thing that's happening. So 12 to 18 months, I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to start seeing games dropping like flies. They're like, oh, sorry, got pushed back, got pushed back, got pushed back. I don't even think we're going to see. What, what was that game that um, uh, Beyond Good and Evil? Beyond Good and Evil yeah, 2. What? When when does that come out? I think out, we'll man? see that in 2023, maybe 2023. By the time they they develop it, I don't know what'll be out first. Beyond Good and Evil Two or or uh, Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Yeah, I don't I don't know which one's well, going to be out. Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil Two will be definitely coming out before Star Citizen. <laughs> that's that's a that's a, that's a good guarantee. I can guarantee that one. I can guarantee. I can guarantee. Absolute guarantee. All right, so. COVID simulator, COVID nineteen simulator. <laughs> you're you're actually playing that game right now. Yeah, that's, that's we're it's live. We're playing the virtual reality game of it. All right. So the next next uh, topic is Star Wars Squadrons detailed power management ships. Okay, EA has revealed more details about the eight playable starships. Unique ability players can access the upcoming Star Wars Squadrons. Star Wars Squadrons is the only few months away and promises to be one of the most immersive flight simulators to date with squadrons uh, being first-person only. EA has released more details around the game's logistics, such as power management and vehicle classes will work. Star, squadron, uh, Star Wars Squadrons will be a, com a completely accurate depiction of, of a going on to an aerial battle with the Empire and the Rebels. The multiplayer experience will allow players to choose their side from the five-player squad in both dogfight rounds and story campaign. A lot of the emphasis has been placed on customization with players given and the ability to build their, their starships and assemble the team as best suited to their missions. Now, the lengthy new uh, pilot briefing, EA has revealed more details around the different ships as Star Wars Squadrons and the unique abilities. Every ship will have a base feature of primary weapons, countermeasures, hull outfitting, engines, and two auxiliary abilities, and some will also have shields. Some power managements have been flagged as core features of Star Wars Squadrons, giving the players ability to reroute power to either their engines, lasers, or shield systems, as they expect to increase power to one system will increase the proficiency but lower the efficiencies of other systems at the same time. Maxing out certain systems will give the ship extra abilities. So speed boost, overcharge, laser fire, up to 200% shielding for our examples, and the unique powers, there'll also be an option to toggle between front and back shields as they needed, Players will also think they need carefully about what the max out their abilities as they will leave them exposed in other areas. So I'll bring up a, a little screenshot here. It's it's X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Yeah, it's X-Wing versus it's, TIE Fighter. The, the, the actual control panel is exactly from X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Most people don't even know what X-Wing versus TIE Fighter is, so this will be their first game. I, I, I get it. I right? get it. So here you go. I'm, 
I'm not 12, so I no, know. No, I know. First time I, I know, but people are like, oh, this is amazing. There's never been a game like this. No, there's uh, there's been uh, games uh, like uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can see, they have components. They have a laser charge meter up on top. They have the components going across there. They have the ship status indicator over on the right side over here. They have these sensors over here. They have the speed indicator on the throttle over here. Power management also on the left side. And then they have the combat display uh, directly in the center. Here's the thing with about the the cosmetics. I, I just don't get it. It's a first-person game. The only time you're going to see your cosmetics is probably in a kill cam or before the mission starts. You're going to see your pilot, like, line up in a row. You're going to see, like, I'm an alien. You're going to be like, oh, it's so cool. I want to get that too so I can not see it as, as well. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the cosmetics like Overwatch when you play first-person. I never understood that. That people like oh, cosmetics. It's, it's, it's how you look. It's how you look to other people, not yeah, how I you guess. look for yourself. Yeah, I guess. But same thing. Same thing for Borderlands. You had all those skins in Borderlands. Did you ever see the skins in Borderlands? No, no. But I never really cared. Again, I personally never really cared about the skins. I always kept just the basic, yeah. you know, stuff. That's why I would never pay for cosmetics in Overwatch, because I was like, you don't even fucking see it anyway, right? So that was just it was just pointless for me. Obviously, the, the the important thing to hear is is what the what the controls will be set up like for you to actually change the power management, because when you for those of you that don't know, when you played this game originally, it was it's a flight sim. It's basically it's an X Wing flight sim from back in the day. The original game was called X Wing, and then there was X Wing versus Tie Fighter, and then there was Tie Fighter, and so basically it was like a trilogy, but it was spread over the period period of like fifteen years. Okay, and so. Uh, the cool thing about it was as the later versions came out, you could actually um, make your own missions, right? And so you could make your own mission like I could do the Return of the Jedi battle. And then finally at the end of the cycle, when they came out with like the last version of the game, they had like the key battles. Like you're in the Return of the Jedi battle yeah. and you're the Millennium Falcon. And you're like, yeah, no. like, I, I, I locked jaw. Like you're all excited. Like you see all the ships come in. It's like being in the movie. So being able to do power management on a control pad, very important because the idea was is that you powered up your shields if you're in case of a rebel game? You a rebel needed shield. to have a flight stick when we played. You right, you have, to have a flight you, stick. Right, you need it because you had your hands on the keyboard. It's a different set of circumstances. But to be able to change the power settings from like you're going really fast to getting behind somebody, and then changing all the power to weapons, and then giving firing the burst you need, and then kicking it back over to power and zoom out of the way, right? Because now you're playing five on five dogfight. Right. Like it's not just NPCs. Yeah. Like NPCs used to get behind you, used to be able to do a maneuver and you move around. Now you're playing against human players, so that's going to be critical. How do I change the power settings on a control on the on, on, on I was, the controller? I was just looking. That's at it. yeah. That's that's going to be the key thing to happen. Because I'm I'm looking at this picture and let's I'm just gonna let me let me grab a controller real fast and I I, I just can't picture it because this obviously is going to be fire, right? This is fire and like missiles, right? Fire, right? Missiles. Okay. And missiles. Yeah. So let's just say the laser charge, that's not a button. That's just a meter. Okay. The components will probably be on the D-pad, right? Because you're changing through the components. Okay. Ship status indicator, that's not a button as well. The sensors is not. Now, speed indicator throttle, is that... That's gonna. That's easy. That'll just be the stick. Do you think that's the that'll stick? Just, just the up stick. and down on the it's stick? The, the, the problem is going to be is when I transfer what button I, you got to picture this in your hand. What button do you push to steal from one I, to give to the I'm, other? I'm thinking you, bumpers. You're you thinking bumpers. Right? Well, you have three. You have three things. You have your you have your engine throttle, right? You have 
the shield. Shield indicator, throttle, and power. And weapon. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, TIE fighters don't have shields. So all you have to worry about is speed and weapons. So it's a different set of circumstance, right? The idea is if I steal from one to give to the other, what button is that? In a critical moment, like how do I say I want to take from, take from shields and give to weapons as opposed to take from engine and give to weapons? Like that's going to be the critical thing while you have a controller in your hand. Which buttons do that? The, that will be the difference. The only thing I could think of is maybe you hold LB. Okay. Maybe. Right. First, that's what I'm about to say. So maybe you hold LB and then you do D-pad. Like this triggers yep. it and then you go up and down for the throttle. Okay. And then maybe, maybe. shield maybe shields is left and right. I'm, I'm not saying it's critical, but that's going to be a deciding factor in a dogfight. Like people who can manage their energy best yeah. are the ones who win. That's how it works. Right. Well, I just, I, it's not it's not just it's not just shooting. Obviously, right? obviously managing managing your managing your power capabilities is is going to be critical in the game for sure. Obviously, if you have a, a scuff controller or uh, oh, easy, that's the much the thing, easier. Yeah, under, under yeah, thing. But I'm just talking about a standard controller. I'm looking at this going. All right. A lot of them is just sensors, right? Like you don't need the combat display to push anything. Ship status indicator, you don't need to push anything. But the speed throttle, the speed indicator, the throttle, and the power management, that's you gotta figure out what it is, right? I'll tell you I'll tell you what what would what make this game like the top end for the for the first run of trying to do a game like this is if the gaming chair that you had had the controls on the chair. Oh, that'd be badass. Right, like that would be and VR. And, and I'm I'm doing the whole well, it is, it is. and and VR, right? So you have the VR headset on, and the controller is on the is actually attached to the chair. Like that would be the end all be all for this generation of trying to do that kind of combat. I think that'd be cool. You're gonna see people like MacGyver stuff on their chair. I'm sure they would. Yeah. It's, right, it's originally, originally I played this with a with a flight stick and the and a keyboard. That's how I used to play. Oh yeah. Though the keyboard was yeah. great. It was fantastic. I I, I love flight, flight stick. Flight stick and a keyboard. But this, I, I could see it. Listen, I could see it being a very popular game, but it has to be it's done all right. going to come down to it's all going to come down to playability. It can't be the, the it can't be the super arcadey thing that it was for Battlefront Two. It's got to be a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? It just can't be that. But I also don't want them to take it into like competitive esports, right? I just well, that's what, I but know. that's what they're trying to do. I know that's what they're going to try to do, but. Well, because the only reason why I say that is because you're gonna you, you saw the pages of all the mods, right? The pages of all the, the upgrades for all the ships. It's like a whole screen full of upgrades. Yeah. So like, how do you know what the that once again you don't know any of this right away? What what the percentage of difference is going to be if I do more shielding or if I do more speed? Like if I spec'd out my Tie Fighter for all speed, is it going to be nigh impossible to lock onto me for more than like 0.5 seconds before I'm, I'm I'm out of your target range? You know what I'm saying? Like right. the game can't be that. The game has to be balanced in some way. You can't like spec out so badly that I'm all I'm all speed and good luck trying to shoot me, right? So, it, 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 we would we would have to see how the meat and potatoes of the game actually works. So, I'm hopeful, but I'm not going to buy it because so, it's EA. So, some some of the stuff, <laughs> some of the ships they have they have the X wing, they have an X wing, a Y wing, an A wing, a U wing. They have the, uh, the support uh, ship. Yeah. yeah, they have the Tie fighter, Tie bomber, Tie interceptor, and Tie a Tie reaper. Right. Uh, they have a, f a fighter class ship, interceptor ship, bomber ship, and support class ship. Right. So that's 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 the ones that they. have. So it's the it's yeah. almost like a flight flight sim MOBA, right? Yeah. Certain ships do certain things, right? And it's going to be either fighter on fighter, or it's going to be that battle. What 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 was that battle called, Mike? Where 
had the two smaller ships and then the Star Destroyer used to have to go after. Yeah, I forget what it was. It wasn't called Conquest, but it was Supremacy. I think it was called Supremacy, right? You're, ta you're talking about like, Battlefront 2? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, there were two smaller ships. There were two smaller ships. Yeah, you could destroy those. You had to destroy and those. You, and then you had to go after, the, go big after the big ship, either go on the inside of it or attack it from the outside. One of the other. Yeah, I think it was just called the Salt or something. I believe that's what it was. I it was called, uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it was called the Salt. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. I actually liked the yeah. game mode. I thought it was good. Yeah, the game mode was good. All right, so going from one Star Wars uh, show or game to the next opposite of a show, Star Wars Obi-Wan Disney series will reportedly feature Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. A new rumor claims that Hayden Christensen will will not only return as Anakin Skywalker in Disney Plus's Kenobi, but he will also be a regular in the series. Now, the series takes place supposedly eight years after... Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. So it will be well after Anakin was forced to put on the iconic Darth Vader suit. And Hayden Christian does return as Anakin, especially as a regular character. Then Kenobi's storyline will have to get a little creative with how he incorporates him. Like, what do you think? Now, obviously, this is just speculation, right? We know that Kenobi brought Luke to Tatooine, and that's where he stayed to protect him. This takes place eight years after that. We know that Darth Vader goes on and... You no, know, hunts down other other Jedi and, and and whatnot throughout the throughout the galaxy. It takes place eight years after Revenge of the Sith, which I believe is seven years before seven or eight. Because seven years Luke before, yeah, Luke is seventeen or eighteen when he when yeah maybe maybe ten he... years before uh, New Hope. How are they going to incorporate Obi Wan and Anakin in the same thing? Do you think it's going to be like? Just split it down the middle type of thing. Like they're gonna show you Kenobi what's what he's doing in his world, and then Darth Vader doing what he's <laughs> doing, and then they have like I force connectivity <laughs> shit going on. Like what no, is, what is no, happening? No, no, they can't. They can't do that because well, they can from, epi from, from, from episode <laughs> from episode four. Okay, he didn't realize Obi Wan was alive until that movie. Correct. So you can't have you can't have Vader recognizing Obi Wan's alive before New Hope, and then all of a sudden he forgets that he's there, and then New Hope happens. Right. So right. if you're doing it as flashbacks, if you're doing it as two, if you're doing it as two separate movies, but two separate people are doing it, and they, and they never know each other until the very end when they when they go to when they when you watch New Hope. I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah. As far as storyline goes, do you, do you think it'll be a lot of flashbacks? Listen, I, I understand what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to make it like an Indiana Jones thing, like the Adventures of Obi Wan Kenobi. Like you can't do that. He's on Tatooine. That's where he is. Right. He's hanging out there. Like. What is he doing on a back? He's like that's like being in the middle of he's a like hermit. Hillbilly, yeah, he's a hermit, he's a hermit somewhere. Like yeah. what, are we, what is he doing? Like is he is he stopping crime? He doesn't want anyone to know he's a Jedi, <laughs> right? Is he teaching is he teaching kids how to whittle wood? Like what is he doing on Tatooine for five seasons of a show? Right, because you can't even you can't even have him train Luke because he didn't train Luke, right? In, no, in New Hope he didn't he even. Rated Right. right, he waited for him to be old enough for him to talk for him right. to talk to him. He knew Crazy Ben, like he talked to his he talked to his uncle, but he didn't he didn't talk to Luke. Right, right, right. So what he he meets he meets Ben every so often. Hey, how's Luke doing? Right. Like, why do you keep asking about him? Well, let, let, get away from him, old let man. Me, let me picture you this. Right, I I picture Obi Wan. This is the how the Obi Wan Kenobi series is going to go. He's going to go to a cantina on Tatooine, but not. Not the main cantina. He's just going to be in a bar, and he's going to meet people, and it's going to be like Forrest Gump, right? Where he's going to tell stories. <laughs> he's going to tell stories, and then it's going to be flashbacks of him 
in his younger years with Anakin. Because I can't yeah. see them doing anything other than that in present day. Because like you're saying, what's he going to do? Be a cop? And like stop crime? Is he going like, to like have dinner now, with the sand people? Like what's he doing? Now, now if we reverse it, if we reverse it, now here, here and here's the stupidest thing ever, right? If we reverse it, and it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, right? But the entire time we're watching Vader hunt down and do like Highlander shit against every Jedi he finds. And then in the background, you kind of see what Obi-Wan's doing every once in a while. He doesn't do much. He's like, like whittling wood. So really, he's whittling wood. <laughs> right. so, so really, it's like a Vader show. It's a Vader show with the, with the background talking of Kenobi. Yeah. Right, but it's all about Vader. Yeah. Like that would make more sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be flashbacks. Vader's, Vader's on the Vader's on the adventures because Vader's going to hunt down Jedi the whole time. Right. For ten years, for 10, 15 years, Vader's going around trying to find every Jedi left. Right. And hunt them down like Highlander right. style. Right. I, I, well, what's Obi Wan doing? I, I can't see how that works. I, I just I feel. I just feel like they have to break something. Jedi, Jedi cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Where everybody knows that's a, your name. That, that's a winner, Bunny. That's a winner. Jedi cheers. Yeah. Right. Like the only <laughs> the only thing I can think of is is like like Kenobi's doing something and then he just does men in black all the time. He like does something and then does a Jedi mind trick on them so they forget that he was there. Because he can't show himself and show his lightsaber and and Never. do all that stuff because then they know he's there. So he has to wipe minds all the time. This is this is it. <laughs> this is all he's doing when he's on Tatooine. Like he leaves planet, right? He's doing he's doing the Men in Black yeah, move. He's doing the with his hand. I just, he's, just <laughs> he's erasing everyone's memory no matter where he goes. He, I, he he accidentally forget he accidentally forgets he's still a Jedi and he keeps he keeps fucking up and then he has to erase everybody's yeah. mind as he's walking around. I'm Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, I'm my name is Todd Smith, right? Like like he just constantly is just erasing people's minds. They're gonna have to make him leave planet to go right. do something. Right. They're gonna have right. to. He's, he's watching. He's watching Luke, but because he realizes that you know, right? Because Uncle Ben can do it. Uh, Uncle Baru can do it. Then. Right. Or Aunt Baru can do it. I get to leave planet every once in a while. I got to stretch my legs a little bit right. because. <laughs> right. What am I doing? <laughs> Sad what people. What am I doing? Slow down there. You're going too fast. <laughs> like what's what is he doing on Tatooine? He did nothing. Meditating. Did, right. Right. Meditating. That'll be fantastic. Episode one. <laughs> Qui Gon, are you there? Right. right? <laughs> like, like what? What is happening? What is happening? I don't know. I just I look, I love the idea of Kenobi, but I thought they were gonna pick a time frame where he was younger, a little younger, right? Like before before Order sixty six, like the adventures like of him, him with, like like him and Qui Gon. The adventures yeah, of him and Qui Gon well, make more sense. Well, he's too old now for you know, you and McGregor's too old to play that young. I thought maybe they could just be the guys I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like in concept, it sounds phenomenal, like an Obi-Wan Kenobi, like the younger years of him. But that's what Clone Wars was. And now you're doing a live action of him, and he did nothing for 18 years except watch a boy on a planet and made sure his father didn't find him because he was right, the balance he, of the Force. Right, he can't, he can't go on adventures because then they'd find out that he's around. Like the he had a he had to hide himself. Listen, Yoda hid himself on a planet so full of life that he could he could mask himself from the dark side. Otherwise, <laughs> they would have found him too. Okay, now 
You have Obi Wan. He can't. He can't help anybody. Oh. He can't. It can't be like Princess Leia called him up. He's like, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope." Like he's not answering every phone call. Right, Someone's right. going, right. "Hey, I need a Jedi. Anybody know a Jedi that can there, help me?" There's a bat, like, bat signal up in the sky that he he goes and, and, and helps he out. He can't. He can't help anybody. He's otherwise he'd be found out. So I'm curious to see what angle are they going to take. I, right? I, I I would I would much rather them do Knights of the Little Republic. Do a show about Knights of the Little Republic. Like I, that kind of. I thing. have the best solution. This is gold right here. Right. This is gold. Obi-Wan comes to Tatooine. Now, you have to picture he didn't hand him over to Ben yet. All right? Or his, his uh, not Ben. The fucking, uh, his uncle. Right? He didn't hand it over to his uncle yet. He's wearing a Bjorn. Okay? And he's, he's carrying Luke as a baby in front of him. As he's protecting him and he's fighting him. It's the adventures of him and Luke. But Luke is an infant. It's like, it's like three men and a baby. But it's Obi-Wan taking care of a baby as he's a Jedi Master. It's golden. It's like a comedy. It's like a comedy it's, instead of an, an action-adventure story. I'm going to try all sorts of things to try to bring Star Wars back. I get it. But uh, it's, it's, it's iffy. Like, yes, you could do an Obi-Wan thing, but the time frame would have to be something. Like, once again. <laughs> Mr. Jedi Mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Michael Keaton. <laughs> That's great, Bunny. That's fucking fantastic. Oh, Bunny's on a roll. It's kind of like the Hangover. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like the Hangover. He's got him in front of him. He's got sunglasses on him, and he's just he's just fighting with him. I I just don't know where they're going with it. I don't know. I look. I I want look. I want Star Wars to come back. I love the Mandalorian. I think it's great. They're also another a series coming out. It's called Star Wars Bad Batch. Those of you. Those of you that watched... Right, it would be so like Mandalorian, exactly, <laughs> Winter. It'd be like Baby Yoda, but instead it's Luke. Instead of Mandalorian, it's Obi-Wan. Right. Right. But it's not. But it's not. But it's not. But it's the it's same. Not the, it's not the right. Mandalorian. It's what it is, but it's not. <laughs> so there's another there's another animated series coming out. If anyone watched The Clone Wars Season 7 this past year on Disney+, Plus, you'll know The Bad Batch was in three episodes or four episodes, which is The Bad Batch is, is Clone Wars, Clone troopers that were kicked out because they were deformed. They weren't. They weren't right. They had. They were a bad batch, right? They were. They were like made in a, in a in a lab, and they were a bad batch. They just didn't make the cut. But the bad batch in 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 Clone Wars, each of them had like a, an ability. Like one was like super techie, and then one was like a great sniper, and one was like super strong, and the other one was like the brains of the operation, right? Which reminds me of the A Team. Da, 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 da. <laughs> right. They're gonna do Star Wars A Team. Yes, but we're using clone troopers. So, honest to God, that's what they remind me of. When they were they were there to help out a couple of the clone troopers, Rex, right? To help it does sound like the A Team. They, they're like the A Team. It's like Hannibal and uh, Mr. T is, you know, and then there's Murdoch and there's the the exact same scenario, right? So they're bringing this back, which I like because it's animated and stuff. So I, I like the characters. I thought they were cool. I liked it because I thought they were like the A-Team. Okay? Now, if they just get a ship and they color it black and red, I mean, it would be, it'd be perfect. Okay? But where are they taking this? This takes place after Revenge of the Sith, after Order 66. Now, I'm assuming that these guys, because they were the Bad Batch, they didn't have the chip in their brain. So they don't actually have tendencies to go kill the Jedi, they have free will to go kill the Jedi if they wanted to. Okay. So where do you think, I know you didn't watch the Clone Wars series, this last series, but do you think that these characters, 
do you think these last characters or this bad batch characters like what do you think the story is going to be there do you think they're going around saving jedi like could they save cal kessis from jedi fallen order could they save canon from rebels because remember they were they were actually part of that that organization and then they turned on them so do you think they go around helping the rebels do you think they go on secret mission like where do you think this can go they're a special well, task force like the AT. well i don't i don't think you have to i don't think you have to connect this group of guys with like the main story threads of the movies i think they could just be on their own someplace i get that the clone troopers had accelerating aging process anyway they don't live as long Right, so even though they're a bad batch, they're not going to be around as long to do all the adventures that they want to do. They're not getting five seasons. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, they could. Well, yeah. no, because that's not true. Because Rex actually makes it like ten years, fifteen years. He's shown in the in the Rebel series as an older clone guy. As an older guy. Yeah. As an older clone guy. So, I mean, maybe it's interesting. Maybe they can do something with it, but I don't see it being like a long term viable show. Because they're trying to, they're trying too hard to try to connect all this with the movies that they want to connect them with to try to get people to like Star Wars again. Right, right. As opposed to doing like a Mandalorian where it's in the Star Wars universe, but here are some other characters in the Star Wars universe. The universe is a big place, man. Here's a, or the galaxy is a big place. Here are some Star Wars characters, and we're doing a different story. Like, you want to lock on to clones that have special abilities, like, it kind of sounds good, but at the same time, you could pick anybody. Right, anybody. Have the same. You don't have to pick clone troopers to do that. They're trying to connect it with that in order for you to relate to it, as opposed to just picking four random bounty hunter guys who have these abilities and do a story about them. I mean, I, it's the I'm happy that they're trying. I'm happy that they're trying something new, but at the same time. If I can replace the clones with anybody and you can do the same story, then you don't need clones. If that's not I, I, I just hope they don't do the A-Team type of stuff where they come across a village, they're in trouble, and then they, they do some booby traps and save the village, and at the end of the thing, they move on to the next one, right? Because right, that's never, basically... They, they never... That's they basically never, what the Mandalorian did. They in a never get. Episodes, right? They never get paid, but meanwhile, they have all these guns all the time. Right. Yeah. They never run out of ammo and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. I in theory again I, I another think, series that seems like a good idea. I just want to know where they're going to go with it. You know, I I would think that the if the A team was redone, which they can't do, but if the A team was redone now, they'd be on a watch list for that many guys buying bullets all the time, like right? guys that are trying to help out people, strangers, and all of us that are always buying automatic weapons all the time. Didn't they do a I remake think, yeah. of A team in a movie? Didn't they do that? I'm not I'm, the movie. There was a movie, but they were trying to remake. I never, I never even saw it. I never, I, I never even saw it. You never saw the A Team movie? No, I never, I never saw it. Okay, yeah, it exists. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. The next story I want to talk about is Marvel Avengers um, Beta, right? The Marvel Avengers Beta. Uh, let's see here. Beta, Beta confirmed. Marvel Avengers Beta dates confirmed, which is August seventh. We'll bring this up on 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 page. We have August seventh, which is the PlayStation pre-order. Okay. And that's you have to pre-order to get the beta on PlayStation only on August 7th. The second one is August 14th, which is Xbox and PC pre-orders. Okay, and also PlayStation open beta. So if you have a PlayStation, everybody can try it on the 14th. August 21st, it's open for everybody. So technically, follow me now. The game comes out September 4th. But it actually comes out August 7th because it's a beta. Now, it's only going to have a couple things in there, which is the, the stuff that they, 
Uh, I believe they talk about that they're going to do... It's going to have pretty substantial stuff. Okay. So there's going to be, according to the creative director, Marvel Avengers Beta will include a campaign content, co-op missions, hero progression, as well as exploration in the war zone and a new mission named Drop Zone. Okay. In other words, it sounds like a the beta is going to have so- server 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 stress quite test quite a bit of stuff in it, right? So if you if you pre-order if you pre-order on a, on, on a PlayStation, you get to play basically one month before the actual game comes out, but limited on, on what's there. Okay. Now I don't think all because I, I know people are going to ask this. Well, does progression move over? Probably not. It'll probably get wiped and then you, you start again. Just like just like the beta we have with Destiny. With Destiny, when Destiny first came right. out. Xbox and PC on August 14th and then uh, August 21st for, for everybody. What I what I don't like about this is that you got to pay full price. We talked about it on my stream last night. Now, PlayStation does say that if you pay for it, it doesn't charge until like six days before it actually comes out. But most of the time, sometimes PlayStation, most of the time, sometimes I said, but most of the time PlayStation does charge straight up the full price. Okay. To, to get it, even though you're pre-ordering a game to play the beta. Xbox is usually pretty good. They don't charge until like 6 to 10 days before. I don't know what PC does. But we did figure out that if you go to GameStop, if you have a GameStop by you anymore, uh, that you could put $5 down, okay, and then get a code on the receipt that you get so you're not putting the full $60 down. Obviously, if I always say don't pre-order. I don't, I don't believe in pre-ordering. I am going to pre-order because I want to play it to show you guys on the stream because this is my what I do. So I would like to inform you guys, is it good? Is it bad? How, is, how does it feel? Stuff like that. So I will be pre-ordering it on PlayStation just so I can play it on August 7th. But I'm returning it immediately afterwards because I don't want to pre-order. I want to, I want, and, and I'll buy it when it comes out. But I, I am playing it, but at the limited quality, right? So we will cover it on there. But I don't, I don't, I don't like pre-orders. I don't like pre-orders. I don't like this. This is a way for them. One, you're to pre-order to gauge, right? You're pre-ordering involvement. You're testing out their servers. You're 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 testing out game modes for them, which I don't like any of that. They should do all that on their own on their on their side before they release the game. Remember, this game was supposed to come out in May. Okay, and now they're putting it so close. The the beta is so close to launch. That it, they're not going to make any changes. Like if if you start playing on August seventh, then you have you go to the community forums and you're like, oh, this is broke. This is they're really not going to change anything if something sucks, right? This is a stress test for the stuff. This is not to make bug fixes. And then if there are fixes, it's going to take time before it releases. You'll have a day one patch and then so on and so forth after that. That's what I don't like about pre-orders, right? It shows them that hey, all these people, all these people are are experimenting with this and <clears throat> they want to know how many people are interested how many people are, are are giving us their money ahead of time and at that time i feel like they push the brakes a little bit they're like all right well look we have a million people that are interested in this so we can slow down a million people already we already have a million people's dollars at 60 bucks all right so let's let's move on and and start working on narrowing down stuff we don't have to rush so much right they're they're ha- they're satisfied with the game as is and this is where we come across like a game like anthem or a game like Division when it came out it took 18 months to fix, right? Or even Destiny when it first came out and it took a year to fix with Taken King and stuff like that. This is what I hope doesn't happen with Marvel. I don't want any game to suck, okay? And this is different than Cyberpunk, though, Kristoff, because Cyberpunk's a single-player game, and this is a 
co-op multiplayer game, right? Yes, it's not a live service game, but this is where I'm optimistic, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about this game. I'm excited because I'm a Marvel fan. I want to play the game, but at the same time, I'm I'm like, I don't know about this, right? Because just like I played Fallout 76, I was excited for Fallout 76. I played the beta, and after I played the beta, I went, I'm going to hold off, right? And I did hold off, and then one of my members bought it for me anyway, and I played it after afterwards. I don't want anyone to buy me a game if I decide I don't want to pay for it because I feel like I have this, like my hairs in the back of my head stand up, and I'm like, I don't, I don't really feel like Now, I didn't feel that way with Anthem. I played the ba- Anthem beta, and they disguised it until endgame. Anthem was pretty damn good up until endgame, and then you're like, what the fuck is this? Well, by that time, it was way too late. It was like three weeks, two weeks into it, and you're like, well, there goes that $60 because they hit it. So I hope games like this don't hide it like they did. Hopefully they, they fix it. What do you think about the the exclusive, though, Sarge, about as PlayStation gets it first for the, for the first week? Do you, do you still like this, or do you like, uh, come on, just give it to everybody on August 7th? I mean, I look at this, I'm looking at this exactly like I looked at Destiny when Destiny first came out. Destiny came out with a beta. They wanted to see people play it. They wanted to stress test the servers, that kind of thing. This is exactly the same. It's exactly the same. So now I, I I'm not really too upset about the fact that there's this early beta, so close to the end, because they Anthem did it. They they no not about Anthem did it. Fall these guys did it. These guys seem very confident in their products. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shown us this much. True. You know, it's just one of those things where uh, I think that they're excited about the game. They want to get it into people's hands, and if there is something wrong then they want to know right away. So this is their way of doing those things. Okay. Right? Yeah, it's a pre-order, but at the same time, like you said, it's less than a month. Right, they're not going to make any major like, fixes. Ma- major major fixes are not happening. The game is the game. They're gauging they're gauging popularity and stress testing the servers. Mm. Cuz they want it to release they want it to release well. I mean, if nothing else, the multiplayer has got to work. Like the the, the, the co-op, co-op, the co-op, co-op yeah. the seamless, the seamless transition between playing with four players in the in the mission and doing the single player thing has to be something that works well. Right. So, right. I could see why they're doing it. All right. What do you guys think in chat? Do you do you think this is something we should be cautiously optimistic about, cautious about? Like, what do you, what do you guys think in chat? What do you guys think on I mean, iTunes, many- Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm? Let me know. How many ang- how many hand grenades do you guys how many hand grenades do you guys need to see before you have to be on the lookout for these kind of games? Right. Especially especially since it's got the destiny thing written all over it. The screens, the numbers, the fonts. That's destiny. I'm not sure anyone recognizes it. it's the same fonts. Okay, it's the same. Like the the letter numbers or the colors coding, like we all know the color coding thanks to Borderlands, but that's the way it is. Right. This is what they're doing now. All right, so the next story I want to talk about Skull and Bones, right? Skull and Bones possibly being rebooted. Okay. After years of multiple delays, Ubisoft's wait, wait. title Skull and Bones is reportedly <laughs> being rebooted. Yeah. Wait. Go ahead, Sarge. You Are you confused? It's, it's, yeah, it's not out yet. How do you reboot it? It's not out yet. Well, they showed it. Right? Remember, they showed it. They showed gameplay. They showed what the game was. They, they showed everything about it. So that's why it's being rebooted because they can't come out with Skull and Bones and all of a sudden it's like, uh, dress me a pirate game. Right, it's it was supposed to be a five five e five. So it's not. It's, so it's not going to be five e five pirate boats. No, no. Now, supposedly, okay, the first reveal back in two thousand seventeen, Skull and Bones more or less disappeared from gaming industry. 
Okay, the radar after aside from a small preview in E3 of 2018, the game was supposed to release in 2018. Though, obviously, it didn't, didn't pan out that way. Okay, so Skull and Bones ended up being delayed for three years in a row. Okay, now, however, Skull and Bones is reportedly being rebooted as a whole after, uh, as a whole after years of difficult throughout its development cycle. According to VGC, which got information from an anonymous source at Ubisoft, Skull and Bones has been struggling to find a unique niche in the grand scheme of Ubisoft's titles. And the multiple delays were results of development team attempting to refine the concept. A little bit of Anthem problems there like they didn't know what they were doing before you know redefining the concept of the game it's 5v5 yeah what's the what's the what's the problem apparently the decision was made last year to reboot the game and take it in a different direction from ubisoft's other open world games as of right now skull and bones is moving towards a live game model instead Ooh, look at that which meant its features persistent persistent game world which quests and storylines that'll change over time based on community's collective actions uh, since the main Ubisoft other games have static open-world models, uh, it will be a major departure from tradition of other developers. Another Ubisoft source told VGC that the live storytelling aspect of Fortnite heavily inspired the concept behind the newly rebooted version of Skull and & Bones, and the new iteration of the game will have a strong focus on collaboration, and Ubisoft reportedly also wants to appeal to fans beyond those who play Ubisoft and other competitive action titles. Right there, I'm telling you guys right now, eh, 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 eh. Fucking iceberg coming ahead. Boats crashing. Stay clear of this game. Everything from it. If it comes out, do not buy it. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Stay clear of this game. This game was out. It's been working in the progress for three to four years, and they're rebooting it. Hmm, sounds familiar. What other games have done that and and came out in completely different and fucked up? Now they're thinking about the way that Fortnite heavily inspired concept of it. So they want a constant transition game going through. Stay clear. Okay? Stay clear. When I saw it, you could go back to... I don't know what episode it is. Okay? We've done 225 of these. So you have to go back to 2017 right after they showed E3. I guarantee you, whatever past 30 said... Listen to him. He's probably a smart man and said probably stay clear of it. So Future 30 is saying the exact same thing. Do not, do not buy Ubisoft's Skull and Bones game, okay? It's going to be a fuck fest of disaster, okay? It's going to be terrible. It was already it was already close to being done. It was a 5v5 pirate game. Like using the using the Assassin's Creed pirate ship model. I remember, I remember the whole thing. They talked about it, and now they want it to do what? What are they trying to make it do? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. How, 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 how you make a game and then put, you put millions of dollars into a game four years and they just said, you know what? We don't want to cancel it. We're going to fucking reinvent it and then try to wedge it in there and make sure, make sure people, people like it, right? I'm telling you, man, it's, it's a big red flag. Stay away from uh, Skull and Bones. I'm, I'm raising the red flag on my ship. Stay away. Do not get Skull and Bones. You'll see it 2023, 2024, <laughs> right? If they rebooted it now, it takes two to three years to make a game. We're in 2020 with COVID, okay? So basically right now, like someone's using the box cover as a mask, okay? Because they're, they're, there's nothing going on with this game. Stay clear. It's an anthem all over again. All right. The next, the next title I want to talk about, Dr. Disrespect. We're going to talk about Dr. Disrespect. He came out and said, and I quote, 
Uh, well, he didn't come out and say it. No, like he sung it. No, 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 no. This is an article, and then he had a, a, a thing. Oh, right. Then, then the singing. Okay, so he came out and said... Um, oh, where the fuck is it? Okay, he came out with a tweet saying, Twitch has not notified me on specifics. Oh, that's on, that's on June 27th. Um, where the hell is the actual... Hold on. I lost it. Okay, there it is. So he has a music video that he came out with. Okay, and in the, I'm not going to play it because it'll probably get flagged and whatever else. Okay, but in 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 the actual piece, he says, and uh, I quote. Okay, this is him saying, "The lyrics go, it's out of my hands, but I'm still in control. It's out of my hands. You can never take away the power of my soul." Okay, it's just it's just a picture, and it goes into a silhouette, and it, and it plays it. Okay. Now, by themselves, it says the lyrics may not mean much, but when it's viewed in context, Beam's sudden potential career-shattering ban dealt out of by Twitch, they take much greater meaning. It seems like Beam isn't already giving up. Guy Beam is his actual name, by the way. He made it clear in more of a plain word to before a recent interview on PC Gamer quoted Dr. Disrespect considering taking legal action against Twitch. He equates his ban to someone going to work and only f to going to find their door locked and note informing them that they are fired. Uh, thankfully, Dr. Disrespect has plenty of other resources aside from Twitch, as YouTube Gaming and Facebook Gaming are both a viable source and exclusivity agreements, which are popular streamers. But it doesn't reduce the severity of Twitch's actions at all. Uh, short music seems to somewhat in the preview more than anything, so perhaps more will come in the future regardless of certainly seems that Dr. Disrespect is setting up to be a big announcement. Now... I want to go into the article, and he says that he's looking to take legal action, and he's thinking about taking his own on his own platform, meaning on the championsclub.gg, he might just stream to his own website and have people subscribe to him and stuff there, which is viable. Which goes into our last story, which I just got right before we went live, okay? Which, this seems pretty fucking, pretty big, okay? Which I find interesting because Lono today on his stream talked about how Twitch wasn't notifying him if he was getting his channel back. There was other streamers that had been banned. They weren't being told. There's been Twitch staff that have left. There's also no approval rating for people getting partnered right now. There's like a slower process. And he said something along the lines of it reminded him of a company that he worked for in the past that they were doing more check-ins right to to kind of get the the value of the company up so they could do something with it right now obviously twitch is owned by amazon and amazon is coming out with this brand new amazon uses the twitch tech twitch technology for new aws live interactive video service okay we're gonna watch we're gonna watch this video if we can let me see if they do they have a do they have a video here what is this mm, no okay so I'm going to read this to you. Amazon's interactive real-time uh, live streaming video service is now available. Okay. Now, I don't know if they have... Today said the Amazon interactive live service. Let me see if I can find an actual... If they have a video. There's a pricing feature of it. Pricing feature. The first 10,000 hours, it'll cost you 0.037 cents for standard edition and... 0.77.5 cents for HD. And if you do a full HD, it's going to cost you about 14 cents, right? I'm sorry. 
It's yeah, about 14 cents. Okay. What it is, let me read the, the article now. Okay, so Amazon's web service is giving content creators a new way to include live streaming video into their apps and websites with Amazon Interactive Video Service. A new full managed offering takes advantage of the same technology and power Twitch and leading live streaming site Amazon required for nearly $1 billion in 2014. Amazon says the service provides latency that can be less than three seconds. Okay, now with Amazon IVS, customers can leverage the same innovative technology that has taken Twitch over a decade to build and refine. Martin Hess, GM of Amazon IVS, uh, IVS, said in a statement, quote, any developer can build an interactive live streaming experience into their own application without having to manage the underlying video infrastructure. Amazon is using a service for Amazon Live. It's page and lets influencers make money from promoting products on Amazon. Check out the Amazon blog uh, lows. Excited about these releases, Amazon's interactive video service, Amazon IVS, which uses the same technology as Twitch to give customers the ability to add live interactive videos to their websites and mobile devices. Okay, so this is your, like, I could, I could provide this service, have my own website, and I can say, bye-bye, Twitch. I don't need to compete with anybody there. If, if you're big, like uh, a Disrespect or Ninja or Shroud, or you're a company that wants to get out, Twitch is nice because all these people come to Twitch, but if you already have a service, if you already have a season ticket holders, or as Dr. Disrespect calls them, the Champions Club, okay, he technically doesn't need Twitch anymore. He still needs Amazon, right? Amazon owns Twitch, but Twitch is not Amazon. Does that make sense? Twitch is owned by Amazon, but Twitch isn't Amazon. Twitch is still a company that if they want to sell them off, they can sell them off to somebody else. But Amazon has now taken the technology from Twitch over the last decade and made their own internet interactive television network that basically that you can get. Okay. Which is pretty, pretty interesting. Okay. So now Amazon interactive video service pricing, Amazon interactive video service pricing has pay as you go pricing you only pay for the total duration of video input to the amazon ivs and total duration of video output delivered to your viewers for video input you pay for an hourly rate for video and you send to amazon ivs hourly rates vary by channel type standard or basic video input costs and occurring for all streams sent to amazon ivs even if they are not being viewed video input usage is metered and rounded up to the nearest minute for video output you pay for an hourly rate and video delivered to vi to viewers Rates vary on resolution, billing region, and video is also delivered from. Video output costs are tiered, so per, uh, per hour rates decrease the usage increase. Okay, so live video input cost. For the live video input, you pay for a duration of live video sent to Amazon Interactive Video Service. For standard channels, a range of different quality outputs are there. So here's here's the, the actual pricing. So there's there's the pricing all basically where you are. Okay. It goes from three cents. It goes to fourteen cents to full HD. Prices all the way up from from Australia. Okay. There's a free usage tier as part of an AWS free usage tier. You get a start uh, started with Amazon Interactive Video Service for free upon sign up. New AWS customers receive five hours of video live video input for basic channel and a hundred hours of SD live video output each month for one year. Okay. So there you go. So standard channel. $2 per hour, two hours equals $4. Okay, live video output, if, if it's that for two hours, it's $7.50 for two hours of actual thing. Mm. Hmm. All right, so <clears throat> what kind of features and stuff do you get? Key features, set up a new live video stream in minutes. 
optimize your live videos, video streaming, time metadata API with low latency live video, playback on different devices and networks, multi-platform player SDKs, playback on web, iOS, and Android devices, uh, frustration-free scale, cost effectiveness. Okay, those are the features and the overview. I don't know if they really... Uh, so apparently there's live chat. Uh, benefits. Simple to use live video streaming service. Optimize your live streaming. Build an engaging audience experience. Okay. Easy integration into, into websites and apps. How it works. Okay. It works by streaming software, Amazon Interactive Video Service, and then playback. And that's it. So all the stuff that's happening right now with Dr. Disrespect and other people that are haven't decided if they're picking YouTube or if they're picking, uh, you know, Facebook or if they're uh, picking Twitch, this could be a thing. You can literally create your own service. Right. It seems like an internet cable subscription for channels to stream their channels easily. Exactly. Right. Think about content. Like, we could use it on this channel. If we had a bigger audience, nothing against you guys that are watching, but what I'm saying is if I had tens to thousands of people that were interested in what I'm doing, why do I need YouTube? Why do I need Twitch? Why do I need Facebook? I can create my own, pay for this, and provide other things, right? I can provide other things that those other platforms don't provide for me, right? Well, <clears throat> it seems it seems a little, like, I don't know all the details yet because it just came out. Like, I'd have to read through this, but it seems a little shady that Amazon would take what Twitch has been doing for the last 10 years. Talk, talk to the front and, of the mic. Sorry, you're off to the side. Uh, uh, that, it would take, that would take what Twitch has done over the last 10 years and then make their own thing, even though they still own Twitch. It seems a little strange. Right, it seems like they they're just... Why are, they, why are they competing against themselves? Why are they doing what they're doing? Well, because of the pricing model that they have, right? They're, they're, they're working on how the pricing model works because... This, this seems like a more lucrative business model for the company as opposed to this 50, the 60-40 the split or the 70-30 split that Twitch does for your basic viewing. Well, I also think what, what Wheezy just said, right? They might be selling off Twitch or if they, even if they keep Twitch, Twitch is like this straight-up gaming platform, right? They've tried other things. You know, you could do AMSR or whatever and stuff like that, you know, woodshop building. But if you, right. if you could focus in... And I could just take my core audience, and then I could I could I could just advertise just like I do on social media. This is this is like this is like the beginnings of networks on yes on a platform. That's what this is. Th think about this. This would work perfect. I I know Lono just came back. He's starting to stream. Okay, he's over on YouTube, but he could use this. He could make his own SNTR channel. Channel, right? And he can he can basically make his own cable network on saynotorage.com. Right. Right? This is huge. This is this is huge. And I don't think people really understand the underlying what, what this is because Amazon, right? Amazon is thinking bigger, just like you guys said in chat. Okay. They're thinking bigger because Twitch is gaming. That's what it's labeled as. It's been labeled as gaming. No matter what you do, you'd say Twitch. People are like, oh, isn't that that gaming, gaming thing, right? Just like you say Pornhub. Pornhub is meant for porn, right? Like Amazon is saying Twitch is this. And how do we get away from this? Well, why don't we provide a service with the same technology as Twitch? And then people can do whatever they want with it. And then we can charge the person. 
we make money off of each of their viewers and time they've spent on the thing. So if I want a two-hour time slot of just a show, I just pay for this segment of the show on 30instillgaming.live, and I don't need Twitch. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, it's free on Twitch. It's definitely interesting. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, start I'm looking gonna into read, this. I'm, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to start looking I'm gonna have into to re, this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to read into this and see what this actually is. Right. More people on your channel, more programs, etc. This, this is, this is huge. I have to do some research here because I just moved over from Mixer over to Twitch, and I feel like Twitch is like this rocky, shaky boat right now. Just like when I moved over to Mixer halfway through, it's just like this rocky, shaky boat. Well, I think this is the new. This is the new thing here. If I could make 30instillgaming.live and then host my channel and host this, and you still subscribe, it's still free, but if you want to subscribe, you can subscribe. You know what I mean? Seems very interesting. I'd like to see what happens with Dr. Disrespect coming in the future. Who knows if, again, Twitch is Twitch. Amazon owns Twitch. Twitch is in the lawsuit. Is Amazon in the lawsuit with him? Or is Twitch in the lawsuit with him? And is are they in lawsuit with him because he was trying to do something like this to make his own stuff on top of this behind their back? Again, speculation. I'm just shooting shit out there. Who absolutely knows anything that's going on there? What do you guys think, chat? What do you guys think out there in the audio podcast version or if you're listening to this on the After Fact, if you're watching on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or YouTube, okay? What do you guys think about this? Do you think this AWS, you know, this... Uh, Amazon interactive video service here bigger than I think we all think it is right now because this sounds pretty massive. So, um, yeah, that's the show. Episode 225 is in the can. Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way. If you like what you see here, hit that follow button. It's absolutely free. We've done 225 episodes over five years. Uh, whatever platform we're on, you can always find us at 30instillgaming.live. You can watch all the past broadcasts over on our YouTube channel. If you haven't hit the YouTube channel up, go over there right now, hit the subscribe button. We're trying to get to 1,000 followers or 1,000 subscribers over there so we can move over to the next monetization. We, we're not monetized at all over on uh, on YouTube. So, I, you know, we have no, no, uh, no footing over in YouTube world. Now, podcast world and audio versions... We're good there. We're, you know, we, we, we make good good progression over there. But this is what we do. We make podcasts. I stream live. So if you'd like to support us in any way, shape, or form in the audio version, you can head on over to anchor.fm as little as 99 cents a month. You can help us out in the audio platform. If you like that, as little as 4.99 on Twitter, or I'm sorry, on Twitch, uh, you can help us out there as well. And if you just don't want to and just want to take in the free, because it's always been free, Please share, like, and subscribe on all the platforms. We do appreciate you very much. You can follow Sarge on Twitter at thirty uh, at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. You can follow me at Thirty and Still Gaming on Twitter. You can follow the show at Gen underscore X underscore Gaming on Twitter, and you can always follow us and hit that on Thirty and Still Gaming Live. I do appreciate you. The stream is not over. The show is over. I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna end this segment, and then we'll be back playing some games in about uh, a couple of minutes. Appreciate you guys for hanging out.